Maverick News presents The Rick Walker Show Defrag Your Mind All right, I got the logo down off my face, microphone turned on, we're activated, atomic batteries out of power, turbines out of speed, it's time to engage, um, and I don't know where to start, other than to say I think there's a whole lot of lying going on out there, a whole lot. Propaganda. It is everywhere. It is off the charts tonight, baby. Oh, yes. What is truth? I don't know. It's hard to get to it. Very, very difficult. But we'll do our best to get you close to it tonight. I am disheartened, to say the least. I am seeing so much junk on social media and much of it coming from people I thought were legitimate journalists. I don't think I'm going to go so far as to call specific people out tonight, but yeah, there are some people out there who are Telling great, big, fat, juicy lies. I'm pretty sure of it. And they are. I don't think they, I don't think they have any remorse. I think they're, they're cool with it. Now I'm questioning everything that they are saying and everything they have ever said. And a lot of this is related to What's going on between uh, Israel and the Palestinians, Hamas? The information warfare is crazy. We will talk also tonight about what really happened with that Save the Children convoy. I've been trying to kind of not talk about it. But it's the story that just keeps on coming back. Because it isn't over. There's a new phase to the whole thing that we'll show you tonight. And we have a special guest who should be joining us within the next half hour. Who was involved, who was there, who is still around, who knows what went on. And he'll give us, I think... Well, his, his version of truth that should give us a more accurate perspective on what has been happening at that camp about, I think it's about 40 kilometers outside Ottawa, Castleman. And now they have this new permanent camp that they are constructing or setting up 
So there's all that. And there's a story behind that too. And maybe he'll be able to help us make sense of what's happening with that too. Uh, anyway, I wasn't going to talk too much about that in the, in the days ahead, but, um, I think he's going to join us on the show. So, you know, stick around. I think he'll be here and, uh, and then we'll tell you who he is until then it'll be a mystery and you'll have to stick around to find out who it is. That's going to give us the inside scoop on what really went down and what's really happening in Ottawa and outside of Ottawa at that encampment with the Save the Children convoy. So much, so much emotion and turmoil. We'll get into it. Um, what else do we have for you tonight? There was a, a guy who was adrift, lost at sea, got rescued by some fishermen out in British Columbia. So we have that. Elon Musk. That dude. I swear, I can't I can't figure out if he's like the modern day Howard Hughes or Iron Man. People are calling him Iron Man tonight. Some people. And I get it. He's got the bucks. He's got the technology. He has the reach. He has the power. And he's turning the internet on in Gaza. After massive destruction there that has taken out all other forms of communication. So it looks like the only way to get communications in or out of Gaza will be through maybe Starlink. And he's going to provide... Um, service to specific agencies that are in there doing humanitarian work. Iron Man. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Gotta like that. Makes me want to get rich and do good deeds. Just like Elon Musk. I think they're, I think he's, I think he's doing good stuff. I think he's doing good deeds. Maybe he's worthy of becoming a uh, a maverick knight. Because he's using his superpowers for good and not for evil. Also, if we have time, I said I was going to get into tonight a discussion on, you know, people being forced to take sides in this conflict between Israel and Palestine and Hamas. And talk about the rise of anti-Semitism as, as it relates to all of that. And the, the, the truth of what's going on even within the freedom movement. And how some people have been using cloaked language euphemisms to sort of hide their true intent. I don't know if we'll have time. Um... I might touch on a bit of it. I don't know if we'll have time to really get into it fully tonight because our special guest will be here shortly and I want to give him ample time to talk about everything he wants to talk about as it relates to that Save the Children convoy. And I know that that is a topic that is of particular interest 
to a lot of you guys, a lot of our regular viewers, a lot of our Mavericks, no doubt. So we will give it the attention that I think you guys feel it deserves. Because we are here to serve you and serve the interests of the public. So don't go away. We'll be back right after this. Greetings, brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others out of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals, individuals, defenders of individual rights and freedoms, credible, trusted, grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow. Maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. It isn't just a war, a kinetic war. It's an information war. Tonight, mainstream media in the West reporting that Israel has killed more Hamas militants overnight. ABC News, as an example here, let me just show you. Here we go. This is ABC News. What are they saying? They are saying thousands of people have died and thousands more have been injured since the militant group Hamas launched an unprecedented surprise attack on Israel October 7th, and Israel retaliated with a bombing campaign and total siege of the neighboring Gaza Strip, leaving the region on the verge of all-out war. Uh, so, to give the death count and the injury count here, um, says Netanyahu meets with families of hostages for first time. Israel pressure on Hamas 
to continue to rise amid ground operation. And now well, here's, let's take a look at this and see what they say on this Breaking report. Breaking news going on right now as we come on the air. Israeli Defense Forces releasing this video you see of tanks in the Gaza territory saying troops are still on the ground as they widen their assault aimed at eliminating Hamas. And that's as Israel starts its new phase of its operation, releasing video of what it says are airstrikes on Hamas commanders and those underground tunnels. The Gaza skyline lighting up overnight with internet and phone service largely cut off. Israel also taking a hit, a Hamas rocket striking an apartment complex in Tel Aviv. We're going to start our team coverage here in the region and beyond. This morning, Ian Panel is there near the Gaza border. Ian, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Gio. You can hear the sound of the tanks, the sound of mortars and fighter jets overnight. It really does look like we're entering a new phase in this conflict. Israel is not calling it an incursion at the moment, but its forces crossed over the border into Gaza last night and they're there on the ground fighting right now. This morning, Israeli forces inside Gaza announcing they're expanding ground operations. The IDF releasing this video saying it shows their forces operating across the border. Overnight, Israeli fighter jets launching what it says was the heaviest bombardments since Hamas attacked Israel, killing over 1,400 people. The IDF claiming it hit 150 targets, killing two senior Hamas commanders and fighters and destroying underground tunnels. Hamas claiming Israeli troops were ambushed in three areas and sustained casualties, but the IDF denying it's had any losses. I spoke to Mark Regev this morning, an advisor to Prime Minister Netanyahu. Is that what expansion means? I think expansion means just uh, uh, beefing up the pressure on Hamas on all fronts. And in all ways? In all ways. It sounds not only a difficult undertaking, but a very long undertaking. It, it could be long and it, 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 many challenges. But we have a model. And the model is uh, defeating ISIS in Syria and Iraq. With communications cut in Gaza, there are fewer images emerging of the situation on the ground. Aid agencies like UNICEF, Doctors Without Borders and the Palestinian Red Crescent saying they've lost contact with their teams. And as the military activity intensifies, the people of Gaza painting a bleak picture of life under siege amid reports of thousands of civilian casualties. Jason Shower is one of hundreds of Palestinian Americans trapped in Gaza, hunkered down with his wife and two small children. Keep waking up in a panic, in a frenzy. Uh, they have nightmares and moms and dads are having a hell of a time trying to keep them calm at night. It's just uh, uh, horrible. I mean, what else can I say? Despite the increased bombardment, Hamas still able to launch rocket attacks on Israel. The latest strikes hitting an apartment complex in Tel Aviv and the escalating conflict reaching the floor of the United Nations. The General Assembly adopting a resolution calling for an immediate, durable and sustained humanitarian truce between Israeli forces and Hamas militants in Gaza. But Israel responding, this is a black day for the UN, which has finally lost all relevance or legitimacy. While military operations expand, the families of the more than 200 hostages holding a vigil calling on Israeli leaders to talk to them immediately. How does a land operation help to get hostages out? Hamas isn't going to suddenly become a humanitarian organization and decide, you know, to do the right thing. Well, and the hostages, hostages are leverage for them. And so we believe 
the correct way to get the hostages out is just to keep beefing up the pressure on Hamas. Militarily. Militarily and politically, diplomatically with their allies. A number of ways they're trying to beef up the pressure, but what we're hearing here is mainly that military pressure. The sound of intense activity uh, being launched into Gaza. As we said in that report, very limited communications, but we do know from a couple of voices inside Gaza that it's been an incredibly difficult, dangerous and stressful night. Incredibly difficult, no doubt about it, Ian. And what do we know about those 229 hostages? Because there's a real concern here about how they can get to safety if this ground invasion or operation intensifies. We know Qatari officials, they've been negotiating with Hamas, but having Israeli forces on the ground may really change things, right? Yes, it's undoubtedly going to be far more challenging for uh, to, for any negotiations that are underway to try and get those hostages out. You're right, Qatar's involved, Israel's involved, America is involved, uh, and Egypt as well. So a number of countries trying to put pressure on Hamas. Now, interestingly, what Mark Regev said there, and also what I heard from the defense minister yesterday, Galant, was that they believe that the only way you can apply the right kind of pressure is by this kind of military action. But as we heard from the hostages, they're very, uh, the families of the hostages, they're deeply upset. They feel that they want to hear from the Israeli government. We're now being told that Defense Minister Galant will meet with the families of the hostages tomorrow. Okay, so as I look at that, I, I have to say that the report seemed reasonably balanced. Maybe some bias in there, but reasonably balanced. They touched on both sides, so there's credibility to it. But what I'm seeing online, what I've been looking at online, on Twitter, from a mix of, and actually these are, I would I would call them prominent, sort of semi-mainstream media journalists, because they are given access to mainstream media outlets all the time on a consistent basis. And I think actually get paid in some cases by mainstream media outlets. So here's Jackson Hinkle. And there he says a map of registered sex offenders. It looks like he, I don't know if he's posted this or shared it. Did he share it? I don't know. A map of registered sex offenders living in Israel. And it's just like filled with all this stuff to me. Um, and he just says, holy shit. Okay, so to me, propaganda. Everything that this guy posts, everything is pro-Palestine, anti-Israeli, everything. He says the whole world stands with Palestine. There's absolute bias here. He's absolutely biased. So... Um, doesn't like uh, Ben Shapiro. Don't like, I don't like what I'm seeing here at all. And then he says, Kim Jong-un stands with Palestine. And there's that uh, map of registered sex offenders with all the red dots. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just not putting a lot of stock in that. 
you know, sorry there, Jackson, but uh, you're losing me, pal. And um, Max Blumenthal. Okay. This is a guy that seems to have the respect of a lot of people. But man, when I'm looking at what he's posting, I'm scratching my head. And he shares this, this report here from <laughs> some Twitter platform called Propaganda and Company. Like it's literally called Propaganda and Company. Literally called Propaganda and Company. Uh, so this is a report that was produced using some reports that Max Blumenthal wrote that he based on some information taken from some Israeli publication, which may or may not be pro-Israeli or anti-Israeli. I can't tell. I would say anti-Israeli, but being portrayed in this report about the reports that Blumenthal did, which were based on other reports from another media outlet that is being sold to us as investigative journalism. And then we get this, which is totally anti-Israeli, pro-Palestinian. I'm going to call it exactly what they're calling it, propaganda. There may be elements of truth to this, but I just, I can't, I'm going to run some of it for you, but I just, I caution you. It's very well done. It's very convincing, but it doesn't pass the smell test for me. As a journalist, not even close. This smacks of propaganda to me. Have you seen this video? Inside, we find, we found... Uh, eight babies burned in this corner. An Israeli soldier conducts an interview in front of a destroyed home of a kibbutz. He says Hamas fighters burned babies and then beheaded them. But this is all a lie. And I'm going to prove it to you using Israeli media. Yes, that is right. Israeli media. But first, let's ask an important question. How did the concrete walls of this home behind the soldier turn into rubble? Fires burn wood and other flammable items. They do not collapse concrete structures like this. Children in the same room, then someone come and kills them all. 15 girls. Well, they do have grenade launchers, which explode, and you combine that with fire, and things can collapse. Some teenagers that put in the same room, three hundred grenade, and it's over. This is a massacre. Now, the Israelis want you to believe that Hamas fighters did this, but we know that they were only armed with machine guns and small grenade launchers. That doesn't cause this level of damage. So then how did they destroy concrete homes like this? The answer is they didn't. The Israelis did. What? That is shocking. But why? And how would the Israelis do that? Well, Israeli media has all the answers. They interviewed the IDF soldiers. Stop. So, he grays this out, says that this is based on Israeli media, but who is the, what's, what's the source? What's this story? This is a Max Blumenthal article. Max Blumenthal is not Israeli media. Max Blumenthal is American. So they're citing Max Blumenthal, who then, in his article, cites, I, I believe it's an Israeli source, an Israeli media outlet, which he based his report on. And then I went to that 
publication, translated as much of it as I could before coming on the air. And I couldn't verify what was even written in the Max Blumenthal article. Not to say that it isn't verifiable. I just wasn't able to before coming on the air. Nevertheless, this, it, it just, it doesn't pass the smell test. And it certainly doesn't rise to the level of professionalism that I would expect um, from any real journalist. Who responded to the Hamas attack and they learned something shocking. The IDF was struggling to handle the Hamas fighters. Tuval Escapa, or however you pronounce his name, a member of the security team for Kibbutz Bieri, set up a hotline to coordinate between Kibbutz residents and the Israeli army. He told the Israeli newspaper Haaretz that as desperation began to set in, the commanders in the field made difficult decisions, including shelling houses on their occupants in order to eliminate the terrorists along with the hostages. These reports indicate that orders came down from the military's high... Okay, so... Inside Israel, even at the cost of many Israeli lives, military's high command to eliminate the terrorists along with the Israeli newspaper Haaretz that as desperation began to set in, the commanders in the field made difficult decisions, including shelling houses on their occupants in order to eliminate the terrorists along with the hostages. These reports indicate that orders came down from the military's high command to attack homes and other areas inside Israel, even at the cost of many Israeli lives. Do you believe that? Do you actually believe that? I don't believe that, not for a minute. Not without some proof. Very skeptical. He's telling us. Well, he's repeating through hearsay, essentially, He's repeating what Max Blumenthal said, reported, and then Max Blumenthal was repeating what was published in probably, I would say, well, I won't, I won't say it because I won't, don't want to get caught, uh, but he's basing it on some other report, which is supposed to be basing it on eyewitness accounts. And the story is that it was all Israel's fault that these people died because they shelled their own people in their own homes so they could kill the terrorists who were inside with the civilians. Absolving the Hamas fighters, terrorists, whatever you want to call them, absolving them of responsibility. Again, really? You're telling me that the Israeli military went in there and decided that since the, the Hamas fighters were inside some houses, they just told the tank commanders to blow the homes to bits? Really? Really? Prove it. I mean, prove it. Don't, not second or third hand information that you're just regurgitating. Yeah. Prove it, man. Prove it, Mr. Propaganda.
prove it. You too, Max Blumenthal. Prove it, pal. Prove it. Challenge you. Prove it. Suddenly, I feel nauseous. I really want to puke. I can't tell you how angry I am right now. Prove it. Mr. Propaganda and Company Twitter boy. Prove it. You bias hack. You are a propagandist until you prove otherwise. You stand so accused. Prove it. Excuse me for just a moment. I'll be right back. to my attention just before we came online. I haven't even had time to watch all of it, but I think I know what I'm about to see. This is a video shared by Mario Knopfel 
I don't think he, it's, I don't think he's the source. But he says, with no power, no communication lines, and no internet, you can hear the screams in the darkness as airstrikes continue. The screams in the darkness are harrowing to listen to. What? What? Let's watch, shall we? If there's no internet, and we know there isn't, how did they get the video out of there? And you know what that reminds me of? During the pandemic, there was video released out of China where you saw drones flying around outside apartment buildings. And you could hear people screaming. I'm pretty sure that that video from China was propaganda. I'm pretty sure that it was produced. I think the audio was layered in. I don't think it was just shot that way. I can't tell. But again, something doesn't smell right with that particular video. I do a lot of video production. A lot. Done a lot in my 30 plus years, 35, 40, whatever, man. Since I was nine years old, I've been working with film and video. Doesn't smell right. Not that one. Something about it. The audio, even. The audio. Feels produced. Doesn't feel natural. Doesn't sound right. Something about it. I'm just being skeptical. Something ain't right. Let's go to this footage today, move on a little bit from that. This is a protest, I guess, in uh, London, England. Pro-Palestinian aerial footage. Thousands and thousands of people out. What do you need to do to get people out like that? You need to motivate them. How do you do that? Through media, information. You can use truth. You can also use propaganda. You can use a combination of both. Either way, you use emotion. You use anger, you use fear. You can use compassion too, but it's not nearly as powerful as anger and fear.
Yeah, we used to joke in the newsrooms I worked in. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> we used to joke about it. Today, I think that some people, some journalists, never let the... How should you phrase that? They don't give a damn about the truth. They just tell a good story. I think maybe they've taken the joke to heart. But that footage is real. I'm certain of that. Big crowds out. I would say Israel is losing the information war, the propaganda war. Definitely would say that. Definitely. 100%. Wow. Oh, man. Difficult times, terrible days, darkness. This whole war, it just... Uh, it stinks all the way around. And Elon Musk tonight says that uh, Starlink will provide Gaza connectivity for aid groups. So uh, today he said that SpaceX's Starlink will support communication links inside Gaza as long as it's being used by internationally recognized aid organizations. And Israel's communications minister is saying tonight that Israel will fight that move. Musk has responded online by posting that it was not clear who has the authority for ground links in Gaza, but he says that he knows no terminal has requested a connection in that area. A telephone and internet blackout has isolated people in the Gaza Strip from the rest of the world and from each other. Calls to loved ones, ambulances, colleagues elsewhere are all but impossible tonight. As Israel continues to widen, expand its assault from both the air and ground. International, humani international humanitarian organizations say the blackout, which began yesterday, is worsening. An already desperate situation. They say it's impeding life-saving operations and preventing contact with their staff who are inside Gaza. SpaceX, of course, is owned by are controlled by Elon Musk. And Israel is saying they will use all means at, at their disposal to fight Musk's humanitarian effort. Because, of course, they're trying to just neutralize everything in there. 
And uh, if there's internet available, then Hamas, if they can tap into it, would then have communications abilities, which might hamper Israeli activity. So I certainly understand the perspective from Israel as well. While at the same time, you know, you could you certainly need communications on the Palestinian side to provide support, services, health care, emergency health care, emergency operations to help the people there who are innocent, really, and just caught up in all of this. And that's what Israel is saying tonight. They're saying, quote, communications minister saying Hamas will use it for terrorist activities. They go on and say, perhaps Musk would be willing to condition it with the release of our abducted babies, sons, daughters, elderly people, all of them. By then, my office will cut any ties with Starlink. And of course, Musk was involved to some degree with the situation in Ukraine as well, has been, and um, provided Starlink services into areas of Ukraine as well, but declined to extend coverage over Russian-occupied Crimea because he refused to allow his satellites to be used for Ukrainian attacks on Russian forces there. So he also is trying to, it appears, to take kind of a balanced approach to providing service for humanitarian purposes, but um, not extending full service in a way that would allow or permit any kind of military use that might put lives in jeopardy. So in that way, I totally get why tonight some people online are referring to Elon Musk as Iron Man. Just like Tony Stark, he's super rich, has a lot of power, and he's out there fighting the forces of evil. Iron Man. Iron Man. You know, further to that propaganda boy earlier, that that report that I showed you, that goes on to suggest that a lot of the people who were killed were not really killed by Hamas, that they were actually caught in crossfire between Israeli forces and Hamas fighters. I don't know, man. Again, that, that report, I made my blood boil a bit. Yeah, I think our guest tried to jump in there for a moment. Um, so it looks like he'll be arriving shortly. He might be having some difficulty. So let me take a little bit of a break while I try to contact him and see if he's having any difficulty logging into the system so that we can bring him online and get that interview started. Stay with me. I shall return.
Maverick News. The world is watching. The New World Order Government Overreach The Great Reset Mainstream Media Lies Now more than ever Independent voices are needed Donate now At FreedomReporters.com That's FreedomReporters.com Maverick News The Antivirus Program For Your Mind Okay, I'm back, and our guest has arrived. I think he's ready to come on into the studio. So let's let's say hello, everybody, to Matt Venn. Your microphone is not working, there, Matt. Can't hear you. Now he's going to have to work on that for a moment. So Matt is going to talk to us about. What really went on with the Save the Children convoy up there in Ottawa? Still no audio. And microphone is not muted on my end. Not sure what's going on here. He'll get it straightened away. I get it worked out. He'll be with us in just a moment. So while we do that, why don't we, uh, we'll just give him a moment to uh, get his act together there and I'll just run this for you. We are Mavericks. We say no to the Trudeau and Biden New World Order. And to bugs. Because bugs are creepy and gross. And people should not eat bugs. Maverick News. The world is watching. Hey, no! Let's see if Matthew's ready. Hello, hello, oh. hello, hello. There we Finally, go. Now can we can you hear me now. We can hear you now. Oh, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yes, <laughs> we are, talking. literally. How are you today? I am just fine. Thank you for taking the time to, to join us on the program. Great to appreciate it. I didn't have that, uh, really much of a choice right now because we need to unify. Okay. Okay. Uh, is it okay in life to have disagreement? To, to to not be uh, already on the same page. And, you know, in everything we do in life, we have to understand one thing. We need to be willing to accept things that maybe we don't like. Sometimes I don't like something, but I need to accept it. Okay? I didn't like the mask, but I needed to accept it. I didn't like the vaccine. I didn't grab it, but... You understand? It's anything in life. Sometimes you don't like something, but you have to accept it. 
it started off really with a uh, how can I say a stupid thing about a media that I talked with the uh, CBC and I said we're not. So we should just Ottawa. we should just preface this for people who maybe aren't familiar because we have a lot of people who watch in the United States as well. Okay. okay? okay. Um. So Matthew was there for this latest uh, freedom protest, I would call it. Um, okay. To save the children but convoy listen, in Ottawa. It's quite easy. It started. Sorry about that. Yeah. It started with uh, the Freedom Convoy. We came free. I became a freedom fighter from that point. Okay. After that, we protest and we protest and we protest. But now it's a little bit completely different. We're trying to what we're trying and we learn again how to do things. You have to protest in front of the right place. As soon as we begin protesting in front of CBC, CTV, nanana, suddenly we're passing on the news more. We're, we're getting to listen more. At the end, we, we want accountability now. Why? Because Pfizer, uh, Pfizer yesterday just pronounced that they signed an agreement with all the parliaments of each country saying we won't be responsible for the side effects. That's one of the big facts why we can now go in front of CBC and say, now the, all the death, all the side effects, all the things like this, if there are some and they are proved, who's guilty now? Is it our leadership or Pfizer? But we need to know because we need to know who's responsible for this, pro, this thing that happened. Right. In the news, it was unacceptable to only have four injections. That was last Thursday night or last Wednesday. On Thursday morning, the clinic in the hall was full of little old persons saying, I'm not up to date. I'm not up to date. You have to understand that it needs to stop after a while. Okay? We all have a, a group of leaders, but it's hard because we never worked together before the Freedom Convoy, things like that. That was the first one. Now it's new people, new mentality, new vision, new direction, okay? But at the end, we're a hockey team. When there's a line in, uh, let's say, in one of the lines though, of our hockey team, it, it doesn't function well. What's to do? Continue on working with that line going forward? or address the line and make some change together and as a team to have a structured team to go and win the Stanley Cup. It, we have to be aware of this. I'm okay. not, because so, in the past three, in the past week, it was a little bit rock and roll. If you look right, at so everything that happened between this, me and a certain this person. Convoy, this convoy, this most recent convoy was called the, the, save, the, yeah, save, the, the children, save the Children Convoy or whatever. And, you know, it rolled in basically to Ottawa area about, what, about a month or a little over a month ago now. Yeah, right? almost a month ago. Um, the thing is, is it's, it's really hard because there's, there's missing a couple of things in that thing now. Okay, we're missing the the key point of this team of ours. We're not bad people. We're good people. We want the good of this country. 
but we're not able to work with one another with different ideas and different place sometimes. Okay, because like the the, rea- the the truth is, and everybody was on full display, there was a lot of dysfunctionality, a lot of infighting, a lot of problems from the very beginning, right? And And a lot of it was just broadcast on social media the first uh, day you know. the first day or the first two days the first day in ottawa the first day at the camp yes okay but the rest of the time we cannot say that anything like this happened at our camp the mayor was really satisfied with the program the the, the city didn't have any complaints the citizens were bringing stuff to us uh, it's not about this it's about um me i was stuck in a thing because i talked with the media it was a thing so now is am i okay to talk with with you with what <laughs> with somebody i talked way before this convoy the right you understand after a while we so got, we just need to be again since people understand you got you kind of got into a, a, a conflict with some of the main people out there because bridge to freedom of my blanchfield yes Okay, and that was because you granted an interview, or you spoke to a reporter. You just on your own. You you decided to answer some I questions. I decided to say to the population of Ottawa, we're sorry uh, for what happened last year. Because last year, people don't understand. It need to be clear with everybody. It was an aggression, a little bit. The horn, the twenty-one days, the truck in front of your house. Yes, it was. Who? At the end, put that truck in front of your house. That's the only thing I'm asking as a question. Who put that truck in front of the house? The leadership, chief of police, the mayor, the bylaw. These are the people that put the truck there. On the fifth day, I record a full video of the end of Wellington, the bridge to go to Hall, the bridge to come back on the other side, the parkway to the war museum from the war museum to mm-hmm. champlain bridge you gotta fit all that on that parkway too okay so to to simplify Where that for you people what you're affect right so, nobody so what no you're saying what you're saying is it was the municipality it was the police chief it was the government that directed the trucks to park over by the residential area where they ended up disturbing people and so you're saying that really it was their fault that the Perfect. people had I said a problem, on the right? Fifth day, I say, open the gates. We'll all park there. We won't affect nobody. There's nobody living there. I made a video. I send all the MPs. I send at the, the secretary of the mayor, bylaw, whatever. Did they listen? None. And None as a result, listened. Right. And because of the uh, the disturbance they wanted that was to created, the now, now that you're was facing... Their goal. Because right they now. knew if they annoyed the city of Ottawa, the, right. the people were getting, you know, so annoyed that that would move them out. And now you have you now you have a class action like this, lawsuit from it, residents who say that they suffered, that there was an aggression, that there was a disturbance. It's not that, because of the yeah. trucker. You have to understand, look, I don't I need to really put my words clear. Mm-hmm. The trucker came from wherever he came from. He was here in Ottawa. To do one thing, make two things, make noise, to have a discussion. Two things, make noise, to have a discussion. That's why he came here. Okay, that was his duty, his job, make noise, have a discussion. That's it. 
Right. Okay, that's why they yeah. came here. Okay, so the truck left. They arrive here. They they were parked all over. They went. They did. What was their job again? Make noise and have a discussion. What they did. Okay, but yeah. the city bylaw, the people like this, they decided knowing they were coming here to make noise and have a discussion. They decided to put these trucks in front of these places where people were working from home at the time. Remember, all the government, everybody was working from home at the time. Right. Okay, they could have chosen you know, to put everything there. Though know. it wouldn't have bothered nobody. I make the video. I send all the MPI. Send everybody this. Who who listen? No one. At the end, no one wanted to listen at that time. Okay, first ten days, Monsieur Trudeau had COVID. Okay, we couldn't talk from the first day that we arrived. He had COVID, so then sooner it was on the eleventh day at the morning that we could talk with Monsieur Trudeau. So we were ten days here, going, we're making noise and we're turning our our little fingers here. Okay, and he came out. Did he want to talk? Did he want to have a sit down? Did he want to have a, dis a negotiation? Did he want to resolve this issue? No. But it's true. We didn't help ourselves having a big trailer say F you to the door and right in front of the office. It's true. Sometimes we don't help ourselves. But did he, did he deserve the F you to the door? Mm -hmm. Ben, you got them right with everything he did and all the people that were traumatized. Hey, 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 hey. The economy. But it so was that was the, that was the first convoy, and and, and would you and would you say though overall that the first convoy was successful? Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It just ended badly. But again, if the leadership would have put his pants and would have been a real leader, he would have sit down, have a negotiation, try to resolve these issues. Uh, anything would have been better than what he did. What he did was kind of unacceptable to my for myself. If you ask me as a proud Canadian, if I find this acceptable, what he did, mm -hmm. absolutely not. That was the most discreditful thing a human being could do. Okay, a population of Canada deserves to have a discussion. When you have that many people, I sometimes we talk about what the busiest day, the three, four million people at the time. Listen. It was big. There was a big amount of people. They, you needed as a leader to be respectful and give them at least a sit down or two. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? If yeah, the, absolutely. It, I the, agree. If I... the state could have had a sit down yeah. with Pat King, you know, how come our own prime minister couldn't have a sit down with, with Pat King? How come, like, at the end, what was so bad about this? Okay. Yes, there was some. I don't know, bad comments of Pat King in the past. Yes, some some were, but it's not Pat King. Pat King is an old different person. You 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 grab a, a certain little aspect of Pat King and mm. then you promote it like he's a racist, but he's not. He's completely not that person. He accepts anybody. He hugs anybody. He's there for everyone. At the end, that's a man. That's a man that, that took a big rap, that went on the front line and stood on the, on the front line. And good or bad, he stand his ground as a proud Canadian. Did he deserve this? Absolutely not. Did Freedom George deserve this? Absolutely not. And 
these were the guys I, I, I've been on the field with. Do you understand? For, for that time at the convoy, these were the, 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 the men that were on the same district as what I work and I help and I did this and I did that. It was a big effort for a lot of us. People, you don't understand how it was to do 18 hours a day at the convoy, carrying this, something like that, having food here. It, 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 it was something so fun. But, oh, my God, it, it's something completely different. You have to understand the pig roast, the this, the that. Like, you never seen this before in Canada. You have to admit this. Like, it was, we had bouncy castle. We had hockey rigs. We have... Uh, People that didn't sure. see our, you know, see the community for I don't know how long. And when you arrive there the first couple of days to give hugs and to, to, I, you cry all the time. You, even when I talk about it, almost the water comes back right in my eyes because that was real. That was a real movement. That's what was the, the real joy about being a Canadian. Sure. And I mean, we've, we, we have documented all of that extensively. So let's kind of get to where we're at, where things now, got babe, to listen, with, with this, um, this more current incarnation okay. of a convoy. Speak, you know, we begin to have a lot of things, that court case that doesn't hold, that they put on all our people, that no matter which one of the freedom people were, were which group it was and things like that, the thing doesn't hold in court. So everything that happens to these people, all these injuries, all these these breaking trucks, these, uh, these lost of, uh, of uh, wealth that uh, they didn't have because they were stuck there, they, they had condition here. They, at the end, nothing is able to stick. Why? Because nothing at the convoy was illegal. Okay, the only illegal thing and to my eyes was the leadership not able to put his pants and have an, a negotiation with the people that were there. Okay, but that was the only yeah, illegal but this, thing. This is all like two year old stuff. So let's get to. Man, we have her. a lot of documents. Right now, we're not enough to bring out one thing. We need to pass in front of the Supreme Court, but we don't have the numbers. Why? Because the people don't see the structure of it all from a to z then we're like i'm not following have what, kind i'm of not i'm not i'm not understanding where, where you're at what are you what are you referring to you don't have the numbers what, what the are you numbers talking about is we taught to have uh thousands and thousands and thousands of people out okay? to this new convoy yeah to yeah. to come and help to come and join, to understand how crucial it is before January, before they pass your digital ID, digital currency, uh, digital passport. They're all coming with this law soon enough, okay? Soon enough. If you believe lo, that it's going to be lo, in 2030, then here you go. You're putting your freaking finger right in your eyes, my friend, because they're coming with it way sooner than what you think, okay? They're about to, to, to do some crazy nonsense and i'm not part of this i was born free i'll stay free till the day that i die and bullshit i'm, I'm gonna comply with a digital id digital currency digital passport digital no 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 that's my friend you see i want a passport here's my real passport you have my real passport i want things like this you want money i can have some real money i don't need look that if you ever you decide to block my account and then I can't buy anything. I can't feed myself. I can't pay my bills. I can't. 
What is this? At the end, that's the problem with everything that's happening right now. That's what I'm scared of. So, after that, it's just a, a, a right. pin that they pull and they put back and they pull and they put back. You, oh, you better listen. You better listen or I'm putting the pin and then they put back the pin and they put up the pin and they put, no, 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 no. That's not true that I'm going to accept this for my Canadian civilization. Sorry to say. Okay. So let Privacy me ask you some questions, you know, specific to the, to the new convoy that but arrived the convoy, just, the thing just is, over a month ago. When we arrived so, there. So uh, about so tell me fine, tell me about how many you said you didn't have Matt Matt, Matt 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 let me ask you some questions let me get a question in how many people actually showed up oh the the the, the weekend at least but we were two hundred and fifty cars the, the biggest convoy there was three kilometers of convoy the weekend they did a great job they were what three kilometers of convoy I don't know what maybe car is that but to pass in Ottawa with a, that many of a convoy that's big um, but it's not over no. you don't I saw some have, I saw some video but the, the one video okay? that I saw most we're recently. The, the one video now, that I saw most recently was only going to have a base in Ontario. Only, if I, if we're I gonna may, work, we're going to try if, to do things. It's yeah, going to be settled. We're going to have. If I may, I, the, I did see video of a convoy just recently, and yeah. we counted. We counted about sixteen to twenty cars. Oh uh, no, that was the first. No, that was a little bit before. No, 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 no. The three kilometer convoy no, it was uh, not last weekend. The weekend before. Okay. Yeah, I know that it you was, had no, no, you had a you really, had a bunch of people really, from across no, 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 Ontario big, come up really there, big, and there was, was understand. But again, you have some people show up. We came up, in yeah. the city. True, we came in the city. They went from block to block to block, non-stop. They didn't stop their car. They went through. They stopped at Canadian Tire. They put gas. They went on back on the highway, and they left. Okay, respectable, honorable. And where did they drive? They they weren't the able to go right downtown. So where 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 did the convoy? The way to do it. What what kind of route did the convoy take? I didn't. Oh, they went straight downtown almost. Like uh, they went out the highway. They passed straight through downtown near the part. They didn't pass in front of the part of it. They didn't go that far. But it, it, right off the exit of the highway, they turned and they, they went down. Really beautiful, honorable, respectful. The way they did it, the, the 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 class they have. They didn't stop their car. They didn't jam any roads. They just continue, 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 and went out of the city, no problem. Like I say, this is how you affect. This is how you do things. This is how we can be proud and honored to to have some people like that that are still here doing the right thing, doing the good thing. Okay. Now I do want to be, you know, accurate. I want to be truthful with people. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want to sugarcoat anything. I nope. just want reality. And so we do know that there was concerns. There were concerns about some people who had a plan to get violent, who there, no. were, there was talking about no, yes, no, no, there was none of us. there was a recording none of us. Maybe there was really outside Matthew. our group but nothing no no that. no no and no. then even even freedom george in a video admitted okay, the that there that was a plan on the hood and does this okay you have this that was on the first day we have to that was about that day that and we we certainly saw that but i i, I mean i'm i'm not going to sugarcoat this yep. there was a plan that was 
I, okay, abandoned, I guess. The, right? the, 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 the thing we have heard, you don't have a video of a person talking. It's only a recording of a person talking. Is that what you're talking about? Well, there, yeah, there was a recording. Okay, from I think Veterans of Freedom or something like that, or I don't know, remember. But yeah, they certainly released it, and then there was uh, a first-hand account from. As as, then know, there was right. Jim Kerr did an interview with Jody Ledgerwood, yeah, who also talked about being at one of the the meetings that took. There were many of these meetings that took place across the country where this plan was laid out repeatedly over and over again. I mean, okay. it's it's true. It's absolutely okay. true. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it didn't happen. Bobby, There's a recording. Guy, I never spoke with that guy. I've never associated myself with that guy. Okay. Yeah. If that guy wants to do this, I wish him good luck. Good luck, my friend. Have fun. Okay. I'll, I'll stay in the back. I'll, I'll look at you go. Okay. With that dumb idea. Yeah, and I'm okay? not and saying that you were a part of it in any way necessarily. I'm just saying that there was a, there was a absolutely a plan out there. Oh, but no matter what's that plan, okay? Some people though, have it said some things about weapons, some things about guns. So anything like this, though, you see Mathieu Van, though, as soon as you say the word, he says, don't say another word about this ever again. If they okay. ever say that Mathieu Van is suddenly saying, he's at this, I'm out of this, sorry, bye-bye. Okay? So, but, you know, part of the reason I bring it, the reason I bring it up is because with the release of that information, it sort of took the wind out of the sails of the whole thing. I think that at that point, a lot of people didn't go because they became aware um, that this information that, had been out all, there, right? That's all bullshit because so, nothing about a freedom fighter though, is about to fight like this. Freedom fighter, though, we fight with our heart and our mind, okay? And the yeah. numbers and the, and the noise. But we never fight with any kind of violence, with any kind of destruction. Yes, on the first day, the guy you know, decided to come to the camp and the guy jumping on his car. And whatever happened, happened. Even it was incredible just to look at it. At well, that was that was, sep- that was that was that was a separate yet, incident. Listen, it that happened. We, it we happened. We saw that was a separate incident, do, which was ridiculous. Past, honestly, what's been done, what we been saw. But I mean, since we, then, we none did of this see happened. that, and that that was ridiculous. And it was that was a disagreement over what the messaging, I guess, should be. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Right? Like, like I with, said, um, that's why I, I said in the past couple of days that the problem right now about this movement, before it dies, we need to address the, the circle of it all mm-hmm. and listen to one another and stop having a, a one-way mentality. It's not one person. It's not I or me. It is us, we. It's it's the numbers, it's the group, it's everybody, one person, one vote. That's why the most people we have, the, the true and honest uh, way we can go, okay? And if we could have the numbers, we somebody would give us some documentation that we absolutely need. But since we don't have the numbers, since we're not able to achieve the real, true number of Canadians that wants to defend what happened in the past couple of years, we won't be able to make it. But the thing that's dangerous about all of this is if we don't stop these people, these these retarded people that only believes in the puppeteer and it's going to bring us there and they're 
they're coming on hard on you. You won't own nothing. You'll be happy. Uh, all sorts of uh, force injection you'll have to take. Or if you don't take it, you won't have the passport. You won't have this. You won't be able to go there. It's going to come solid. Là. Okay? That's why, as a Canadian, if you don't see this and understand how crucial it is for you to, whoa, yeah, he's right. I did one time have a, decla a Canadian declaration of rights. Okay? But now, là, mm, I don't think it exists no more. Okay? I don't even think it's applying. And we okay. need to be aware of this. And that's why I'm still here. That's why I'm still defending this. That's why it's crucial for the day, though, we would have a million people in Ottawa. Let's say this. Like, that would be a, uh, I don't know. It's, it's something I wish I had in my, in my hand so much that I want to make an effect. Mm -hmm. If I would have a million people just standing on their two feet, nothing else, okay? Their mouth, their two feet. Right well, there, we were uh, certainly a long way off from a million people in I Ottawa with, with this. this most recent convoy. That is, that's for sure. Didn't get anywhere near that. No, 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 no. Um, you know, max, thing. max the one weekend. If I, your I, I know. figures I, are I'm accurate, that was two hundred and fifty. Never have. Maybe. You're saying two hundred and fifty vehicles at the peak. Um, yeah, 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 but no, no, but no, generally, it, on it average, I think we're looking is, at what maybe maybe 50, 40, 50, 60 vehicles, something like that. That looks solid, professional, authentic, yeah. structured, uh, unified, one with one another. People will come, but people when they don't feel the 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 the, the, the true honest power and respect about the team, they won't join. Well, certainly, so you, you know, professionalism is something that is absolutely needed. Yeah, I mean, understand. If you want, if you want people to follow and you want people to do something productive and constructive and positive, you need a level of professionalism there. You need to bring people with credibility to the table. You need a, a very focused message and a focused goal. I think all, almost all of these things were really lacking in in what Did you see transpired, right? You know, Rick, have you seen any plan? Have you seen a detailed concrete plan about what they want? I did see. I, well, we we know that there was a plan, but it wasn't a no, good no, plan. No, no, I'm not talking about the bullshit plan. That plan went out the that, window, right? Plan, Pretty quickly, that went out the window. The the, the, the the convoy in Ottawa, the, the place in Ottawa. Had you ever seen a concrete plan about where they want to go? This has been a problem from the very beginning. You know, even with the first I'm, convoy, they rolled in there, and there was confusion over what exactly they wanted. You know, because there were several different groups within the big group and there was mixed messaging you know being sent in i think even to the government so it was difficult for them to respond it's because you know on we were told that they wanted an end to the mandates and especially the cross-border mandates at the time um which was very focused but there were other messages that came out as well that the government I think the government used that mixed messaging as a tool against the convoy as well, you know, and you had that MOU and just all these other things. And the government, uh, as a result, I think used that lack of focus as, as a tool against the demonstration, the protesters. Man, it's hard. It, it's hard, Rick, because it's not, I don't know, you know, a political party. Okay. Let's say anything like this has money. 
so they can go and get the best, uh, the best guy for this and the best guy for that and the best yeah. guy over here and the best guy. Us, we come, we take you as you are, as a human being, with your yeah. two legs, your two arms, your heart, and your mind. Okay, and we take you for this, and we appreciate anything you do, and we'll try to put you at the right place where you feel comfortable and you're good at what you're doing. But to structureize all of this is hard. But the thing is, the thing that's harder is, as I can see, is letting people say what they believe. And at the end, a lot of people say what they believe. Okay, I'm not for what you believe. Grab your shit, get out of the camp. And then it was one, two, three, four, five. I was one of those person. So I relax, I relax, I relax. Uh, I try to keep my calm on that one because I was, you know, like I, like anybody, sometimes you get frustrated and you get, you let your emotion grab the, the, the over of you, you understand? And then you, you don't say the right things, you understand? So I, I took a couple of days off. And then what I did is I went and I explained the truth from A to Z, what's the problem, what's this, what's that, what we need to address, da, 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 da. without being vulgar, without being uh, insulting, just to, to really put the truth and exactly the truth, the only truth and nothing but the truth, deal with it. We need to address it, everybody together. As soon as we address this, we can go forward. But since yeah. if we don't address this problem that we have right now, about respecting one of each one of the team, no matter if it's me, not me do, if it's uh, libre choix, if it's uh, the First Nation, is his own dad, me, uh, it goes far. Do you understand? Like it's you cannot burn these these doors just for the fun of it. It it doesn't work like this in life. You are already a small group. Don't burn any doors. Don't burn any aspect. Don't burn any one of your group because you'll regret it. Down the road, you will regret it. And it's sorry to say, but it's just the way it is. So, so they, I so, addressed that problem and I'm yeah. waiting for a comeback about to see what's their response, what they want to do, how they want to do it, and where they want to go from there. So because you spoke to the media... You had a you, there was some friction between you and Mr. Blandfield, yeah, um, from Bridges to Freedom, who sort of has taken on a leadership role there, I guess, and and you were sort of expelled from the camp along with four or five other people, and yeah. so you've been sort of, I guess, back to your old stomping grounds on Wellington Street, where you've been a regular for quite a long time, right? Right there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. protesting, like, like, and just, you've gotten kind love, of back yeah, to, like um, say, to your routine of protesting. You want a corner in Canada, Wellington yeah. Street regulars are the corner to come and see. Yeah. Um, for sure, I'm the most uh, proud man to be part of that 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 little circle of people of the Winnington Street regular, I really have to admit that they're the one that really brings the joy in my heart each and single time I'm with them. And no matter who it is, I respect each and single one of us. 
it's never been easy though rick you have to unmi- you have to admit like, the Wellington street regular sometimes we 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 battle a little bit we we frustrate we you know like it was a, a big process about adjusting one another with one another and uh, that's what i don't see in this camp is what to see what the Wellington Street regular have did about working with one another, not not pushing too hard, even if we don't agree or we're not completely a hundred percent with you or something like that. But at least we can talk with the Wellington Street regular. We can have a negotiation. We can do these kind of comments, and we can arrive to a certain discussion or and just resolve. to again explain for people who maybe don't know when we say wellington street regulars we're talking about protesters who are out there virtually every day every day. um sort of live streaming approaching politicians asking tough questions um just applying pressure through peaceful protest and activism on the streets every single day. You guys have been out there very consistently ever since the convoy, the original convoy, and you're still out there today, every day uh, together, um, applying, applying pressure, trying to affect change. It's one of the facts, you know, some people wants to be violent and things like this. I wish them good luck us. We believe in going talking in front of the politician, put him on the spot, uh, talking loud a little bit, let them know that what they do, they have consequences on their action. Uh, then if we have some question and things like this, we got great people like Patriots Moody and uh, Chris Dacey that are great people to, to they're right there. They ask a good question. They're right there and they're, and they're very, so you want to answer what? You know, and, and I would say <laughs> that, you know, they have their own and, style of what they do and, um, I would say in their way and in your way, you have been effective in applying pressure to the politicians. And I think that it's a lot of what you have done that have resulted, honestly, in the slide in the polls for Justin Trudeau. I, I think that, that it's that kind of activism and what you guys have been doing that have had an, imp- had an impact in that, in, in that regard. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, listen, it's uh, <coughs> yeah. This this situation is really la, 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 to another level. Again, his wife this week with the new uh, the new boyfriend. Uh, but the new <laughs> boyfriend has been there for over two years. Like over two years, we have picture over two years ago. But it's a bunch of lies. Even up to his own relationship with his wife. It's still a lie. So mm-hmm. it's a lie, a lie, a lie, a lie. And the population accepts all the lies now. You can lie about anything. as no problem. The people accept it. At the end, that's a little bit the issue I have right now with our leadership. And I don't think that one of the other law will change anything in our country. When Mr. Schwab said there's over 50% of the parliament that is corrupted, no matter who's the head, you control majority of your chamber anyways. So you can change whoever you want. If you have 50% and more of your of your chamber, you can do whatever the hell you want with this country. That's the thing. And we need to be aware of this and we need to be conscious of all these things. You understand? Like it's, to my eyes, it's, it's, it's not Canada. 
It's not the country I thought I was living in. I thought we had values, principle, uh, truth, honesty. Uh, I don't know, right way to do things. Uh, like when you, you're always, you know, like a sergeant in the army, he never, like, you know, he's always on time. He never, like everything is, the protocol so, is always right, that. So just back, a, back to this. this that new, we respected. Just... But at the end, I, I look at Canada right now and I think that the, this country is, is suddenly all, turn it apart like to the point where i don't know so back to this new convoy which yep. is actually still sort of out there but the whole thing ended up being a disappointment for a lot of people we even we've even seen within the last i guess day or two iron crow who is friends with gordon berry um, who helped get things organized early on, came out, posted a video yesterday, I think, saying that he's very disappointed, doesn't want, yeah, you know, it's doesn't hard. Want, it's, it's... walking away from it, doesn't want to be involved anymore. Um, some other people have made similar videos. Yeah. So what went wrong? My, to my eyes, I can only see one thing that's going wrong. Okay? It's somebody that doesn't want to unified. That stop the unification i don't know for what but it can only be this so what me i decided to do right now i'm i'm almost having the okay i may have a little place where we can park and have our little place our little thing but we need to have a direction at the end it's not just to leave people in a parking saying cook marshmallow and have fun not doing this no 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 we need to have a direction we need to have step getting done step by step to the point where we achieve accountability for the actions they did we we absolutely need to go there because the soon we can go there the soon we can prove that there is some corruption that there is infiltration that there is all sorts of these money laundering and this and that the, the, the wife of, uh, how do you say, the, the president of Ukraine with a million-dollar uh, robe on her. Who paid for that robe with billions of dollars? Like, you understand? like And the population that we hear and we have some emails and things like that, they don't have any financing. He keeps it all to itself and nobody yeah, well, has... But, but I want to talk, you know, and I get all of that, but we're we're just trying to get to the bottom of what's what's happened with this convoy is right norm, norm is completely uh like i say he does he needs to understand that this weekend no, he has the, the chance of this weekend because this week we changed the camp from place to place okay there was a move in the camp it's another kind of uh, ground okay yeah. but a little bit bigger and things like this but by doing this, it's okay. It's an adaptation. The, this week, there was a lot of working, establishing, uh, construction, uh, whatever. But from there, now it's up to him to decide what he wants to do. Does he want to unite with the people or he wants to divide the people? Does he want to, to make something good after this movement? Or he, may, he wants to completely destroy this movement straight to the ground? Okay, that's that's a big decision that he has to, to to choose what he wants to do. But me, I'm a freedom fighter. I'm independent. 
You understand? I'm a, a freedom fighter. I'm the bar on the on the side of the Freedom Fighter Canada movement. That is the first line uh, that you can imagine on any kind of protest in Canada. We've been doing all the protests around, no matter who it is. But the thing is, we all believe in one thing: we don't fight, we don't destroy. We don't use arms. We don't uh, kidnap nobody. We don't. We don't put violence. We don't put trucks on fires. We don't. Do you understand? There's we'll block street, but with people passing into it, cheering or whatever. But that's how we're gonna only block, and we'll leave after that. We'll only walk. It's the beautiful uh, heart of a freedom fighter. Okay, it's it's only the way we know that we're gonna achieve the true results of all of this. But there's one thing. Now I realize we're here for another thing, Rick. And since we didn't do the first step, because the first step we need to do is having the Canadian right here and the First Nation right here unified two boats together like this with big change and then everything. So it's really like this. So no one's in front of nobody. And we must go down the river like this till the bottom from now on. Because they're built C-53, okay? That's a big aspect. You can go get a lot of things by that since it's not been respected, okay? And that could play a big role into the liberation of this country from all these debts and all these problems and all these corruption. So you need to understand that there is a way out, but we must all believe in it. We're the richest country on earth, Rick. There's not one richer country than ours how come we have homeless how come we have people not arriving at the end of the month how come we have people that choose between paying rent and uh so what know, is eating? it so we how know we know that you know we know what the push button issues are because i <laughs> i've been listening to ron clark repeat them regurgitate them scaring the crap out of people for for the past two and a half years no no man so so what is it? So what is it? I went, oh, I'm again, and I keep asking this question over and over again of people. We know what we don't want. We know what you don't want. What what is it that is wanted? What is the goal? What is the goal? The ultimate goal. It's for us to. Put politicians in place that are honest, not controlled, not bought, Canadian. That would be one of the good things we would want to achieve. Make sure that we include the First Nation into the leadership of our country. That would be a great thing to include as a Canadian into our leadership uh making sure that things like this never happen again we need to establish some sort of law some sort of protection on the humankind saying if ever any humankind doesn't believe in something never with the leadership or any institute or anybody could force the, this product inside someone and that someone will not be treated differently ever again it's not he can go there and you can because yeah. you don't have it that's what i mean by discrimination that's what i mean about 
being accountable. After that, yes, I want some accountability if there if these proof of the NCI, if they are real, if they are proven, if they are everything, put some charges for sure. On okay. everyone that said yes to this, you know, thing. Dan, I, you I, hear, I hear all of that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be just blunt. You know, I've, I have yet to see anybody organize things in a way that that can be presented to the government in a very concise way, a clear way, so that the government can then respond very clearly back. I see a lot of protesting going on with people complaining about a lot of things, a lot of different things without any clear plan, no clear objective. Government can't effectively respond to these very broad, uh, to a very broad list of broad complaints. And even, you know, as, and I'm not asking, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot or ask you necessarily necessarily to give us the definitive answer on this, Matt. I'm not. I'm just, it's an observation. I think it's imperative. Term that if, on your show, do you understand? There, there's a couple of things because uh, I don't want you to get flagged. And when you talk about things about the COVID, the injection, the things like this, mm-hmm. it's not a good thing. I don't want to your channel to be affected, first of all. I, mm-hmm. I respect you, my friend. And by doing this, some people are crazy. They flag all the time. They, they, they go berserk. So I won't get in Thank like you. that. But in Appreciate that domain, that. I'll just say that domain, there's a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> Uh, of uh, of things that they need to to be answered. Yeah, no question. Okay, and yeah. they were aware of, of a lot of things. We got yes. emails about saying, "Houston, Houston, we have a problem. Please stop right. it." And they continue. Uh, then it, it, it's you that has to answer with these kind of proof. You have yep. to do your whatever. Okay, you, your mm-hmm. defense on this. I'm not. Oh yeah, and all, no, no. This. I'm not. I'm not defending any of that. No, no, no I'm you. saying. I mean, yeah, them for right. them to, de- and to so, defend themselves when they have right. these attacks. All I'm saying is, you know, any to to achieve to achieve anything in life, yeah. you need to establish a very clear goal. Yeah. And I don't think that I've ever seen a really clear objective established. So that people can work toward that particular goal, except for maybe, uh, you know, certain circumstances like or situations like the 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 Million March for Children, which yep. was you know clearly a little more clearly defined, and as a result, you got a massive, huge crowd of people out to demonstrate on that one day. It was a very yep. successful pro- protest in that in that way, but. Um, if but you, I you don't know. know if it makes something, uh, Rick. At the end, no, it's 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 try to find accountability, lo, and proof and okay. documents that you can put on them. Because mm-hmm. right now, lo, they see you in front, like going freedom, lo, Canada, blah, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, you can do that all day, lo, all freaking day. Okay, and. Yeah. I don't believe that it's going to change something. I believe we we lost a lot of time by doing this. What I know, though, is in the past two weeks, in the past three weeks, they've been putting themselves on the road in front of big offices, in front of certain places with certain writing on the, on their plat on their billboard, right there, or whatever. And that affected a little bit more than just going and protest in front of the parliament and of office. I believe that. Uh, 
going at certain places like CBC, like CTV, uh, in front of the Bank of Canada, the things like this, and you have suddenly a different uh, kind of uh, sign on you, you affect a little bit more. Let me say that uh, Radio-Canada called quickly and said, okay, uh, what's wrong? <laughs> we want to talk. <laughs> and you understand? But me, I'll predict my, my, my prediction. I believe that Radio-Canada is about to admit their, the, the, their platform or their audience the truth and they're about to 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 switch it up because the only one that's going to survive is the surfs one that's going to say and be honest about we said we said it was safe or we said it was something boom and they're gonna just and go by there i believe personally that's what we're gonna have as the first one is going to be radio canada that's going to go there Okay, so again, back to this convoy. So they've moved to this new camp, and but even over there, uh, right now, Rick, stuff. I wish I could tell you more about the camp. I'm not there. I've been thrown out for the past week and a half now, yeah. something like that. I'm waiting uh, to see what they're gonna do, how they're gonna respond. I tried to did my thing. I didn't want to go too hard. I didn't want to go too soft. They know where I stand. Now I'm just waiting for them to give me a call saying. Okay, no, or whatever. I'll see it on the. Uh, so, this yeah, that's where they are. This now. guy here, yeah, this reporter, he's done a whole series of reports, um, pretty negative overall on oh, this, this convoy. And okay, so he's what, saying, what did that, they say? Well, this what this was surprising. This was brought to my attention this morning. Um, so, th according to this report, the some of the people who are still involved. A handful of people who are still out there. They've moved over to this guy's farm. They who's this guy's got cancer, I guess. He's not the owner of the property. Yeah, I heard that that was the yeah, I heard so that that was their new they place. agreed to go but in and fix up his barn rest, and they're rest, staying there. Regress, but the so. guy press, press progress is the guy's is the yeah, well, what's this is F Luke Lebrun. It doesn't it doesn't look really it looks real it looks like a oh, real, it's real. Uh, I've heard I've heard this guy on the radio press, uh, I've, I've heard is, I've heard but, this uh, particular reporter Luke I've heard him on radio stations in the past and uh, this guy the, the owner of the property his name is Chet Wiggins okay and um he's Listen, saying he, he, he's he a guy said, that helps so at yeah the end, he said I'm that so this guy this farm owner is saying or according to this reporter that he doesn't really know anything about what the people there are doing and he didn't say that they could stay there permanently he's saying that he, they just agreed to come in and help him fix his barn because he's got cancer and uh and he can't do it all himself and on the other side of this we're hearing from like Freedom George and some of the others that yeah um, they're, the they're in there. What he said is we got um, a place yeah. that because the guy like you say has a couple of health issues. Uh, these are I think as we can read or whatever I learn is there's a couple of reparation on the on the lot and things like this that they will help them mm -hmm. him with. And in exchange, he's gonna leave, uh, help us with his uh, whatever is his property and things like that. So I think it's a it's a freedom kind of thing is to to have something to give something back kind of thing. You know? So uh, 
at the end, I, I don't see the problem with this. Well, the guy uh, is saying that he was uh, somewhat, I guess, deceived and that he really hasn't given them permission to set up a permanent camp there. That no, they're no, only supposed no, to be there temporarily. So I, uh, it won't um, be permanent. That's the, okay. I made a mistake in the news the other time, though. But these two has made a mistake on this because saying, oh, it's going to be an all-year camp, that was a mistake, I'm sure. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. For, to I my eyes, no that's a little bit of a mistake. So same thing as me. The, we, we, we say things sometimes on the go that, you understand? Yeah, right there. We're, we're down here. We got a permanent camp now. We're going to build a community. And we're going to keep pushing forward. So I suggest you come on down and check it out. Yeah, this is the spot. There's going to be uh, warm warm in the winter, you know, kitchen all built up nice and everything. Okay. I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, that, exactly. There's some pictures inside. That, that like a permanent camp. And they're moving supplies in and uh, stuff. Oh, man. Listen, uh, he, I will, like I say, I wish all the best. Uh, as you can see, though, they're, they're at least in a warm place. Though. At least though, it won't be in shelter and uh, things like that. I'm happy for them to have a little place like how, this. How far away from downtown Ottawa is this? It may help a little bit. How okay? far but away again, from... you have to understand, Rick, yeah. there's nothing about these people that are bad, that are meanful, that will mm -hmm. do any kind of destruction or anything like this. So nobody so, has to be scared of that group or anything like that. Sometimes there's uh, little uh, arguments and things like that between one and another. Okay, yes, it never went vi uh, violent. It never went like this. So at the end, I respect all the so, group. And yeah, so how far away from Ottawa is this location? About 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Yeah. Okay. So not that far, really. It's okay. Yeah. Make, yeah. The thing is, it's it's okay because it's halfway between uh, Montreal and, uh, let's say, Montreal and Ottawa. It's mm -hmm. about halfway it's, both sides. Like so they're going to be going into Ottawa every day from that location to exactly. protest. But, uh, and, uh, I don't know. Like, like I say, right now, I don't have a clue. I don't talk to them. I, I have no idea. I let them do uh, what they have to do, and I respect them, and I respect the movement at the mm -hmm. end. What I want is unification. It's not division. It's about collaborating with one another. It's not to have one leader telling all us what to do. Um, at the end, it's only this. It's a, a circle that needs to be more solid, more included by a lot of people. A lot of people must continue on. So Kathy on... Pearson is saying that the, the report that I just pulled up is false news. What would be your response to that? Is that report from Press Progress true or false? That thing that was there, that document, it was fake, they say? That's what Kathy is saying. I see yeah, yeah, somebody else people, saying I, it isn't. I would believe uh, the same thing, yes. Uh, but just with the name and everything, it looks... I, I wouldn't give uh, like a credibility uh, completely, do you understand? But I'm sure the owner uh, didn't say, I want a permanent... I don't, I don't, I don't see it though without even working with the person at least a couple of months or something like that before he offers that to the point of okay, it's a long term contract. You can stay here. The freedom movement can stay here forever and ever. Uh, I believe that there's you know adjustment and things like this. So 
I believe that uh, there's onus so and maybe a little bit too, what's too to be, much in that what's document. To be achieved but by, at the end, uh, what, what are they going to achieve by setting up a permanent or semi-permanent like base say, camp uh, and then we need going an and protesting we need every day? We need, we need a place where we can regroup and we can all talk with one another, forming a plan, uh, bringing some document, having a direction, bringing some awareness of a lot of things. Okay, it's not easy. It's it's the the, the uh, one of the hardest thing I've done, I did in my life was a freedom fighter. I had a business for 22 years of landscape, and I can tell you it was a joke compared to this what we're facing right now because we have to run after another one, talk with one, talk to the other, have a meeting with one. Why have you go over here? Go over there? Go, but. We're all running like this, but we're not all, instead of all delaying the, the, the certain district to certain people, and that person can represent that district. It goes way quicker. It goes way better. Okay, I represent, let's say, this area. I represent this area. Not everybody from all these areas needs to come. We just need the two, and then we can talk with one another. Then we can, but it's all a plan that, like I say, that's what screwed up at the beginning of this event, is we didn't have the long table sit down to, for everybody to discuss with everybody and organize a structure, honest direction plan, and keep it up to date, okay? It was secret, it was na 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 and that's why it doesn't function. That's why we're not going anywhere. That's why it's not going on an up. It's going on a on a kind of neutral kind of uh, line. There's no down because people are still there and things like that. There's no up because really like the the, the 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 action that they did. But again, they moved the camp this week, so for sure they didn't have. They have to organize, planify, uh, structurize all of this. It takes a week to move a camp. It takes about a week. Yeah. Okay, well, but believe me, Rick, you'll be surprised one day. You know, you were surprised with me with the swastika, right? You <laughs> suddenly you you got surprised, right? I'll surprise you again with this one, my friend. Like I say, uh, nothing is easy. Nothing is. Uh, oh, it's done. Uh, the, that doesn't exist in life. Uh, people need to understand that. Oh, that's for sure. More effort we have, more people we've got, more support we 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 got behind us. Hey, louder and stronger, and we're not strong with one person here. It's not one person uh, match. It's the population match. Until we rally all the population and all the people of Canada are saying and believing in where we want to go, then, like you say, we may be losing a lot of time, okay? And that's why I a little bit stepped out. Because I say, listen, I won't continue on running after my tail uh, longer than this. Okay, is that we're going to change something. We're going to achieve something. Uh, we're going to pass on the news so people, because it's okay to pass on your show and things like this. But you want the real population to believe you know, and to, to, to take you seriously. You know where you need to pass, right? CBC, CTV, something like that. Then you're a little bit more credible for my mom, my dad, the people of that age, okay? Because my mom, my dad doesn't are not too much of bloggers and vloggers and things like this. You know, they, they listen to the TV and what TV says, TV goes. 
So that's why a little bit that uh, I pushed a little bit on that side. I went and pushed a little bit so we can excuse ourselves to the population of Ottawa saying, okay, we sorry we aggressed you a year and a half ago, but this time we're not here to do this. We're, we want your, your, your help. We want your support. We want you to come in uh, with us, okay, instead. And look, by doing this, we won't disturb you. We won't block in your street or we won't occupy your 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 center of your city we won't you know and that's what i wanted to say at the end really on that interview uh i don't have to regret anything because i don't i think it was a misword a little bit you know i shouldn't maybe not use that word and if some people got offended by it then i'm sorry and that's the way it is though but we're talking about a word that i said we don't want to do this this time in Ottawa was not bad or, you know, like a weird way to say, uh, to say it. But anyway, like, well, I, say, I mean, like, like I mean, like, I, again, you know what, <laughs> like, one, let's, let's be, a... let's be honest because we're never going to get any place worthwhile. If we sugarcoat things, if we're not transparent, if we're not truthful with people that, and the, the, here's the, here's the reality, Matt, some people trying to lead this thing, claiming that they weren't leaders, but were leaders all along for, for strategic reasons, saying otherwise, had a plan that they developed after going across the country for at least six months, meeting with people in secret to come up with a plan that did involve violence that everyone was aware of who was in any of those meetings. But it was a bad plan. It was a terrible plan, and people really largely were not getting behind it, even though some people kept nodding, saying, oh, yeah, we're going to be there. And so then when these people initiate or ex tried to execute the plan and they started rolling across the country, the numbers that they were promising, where they were talking about as many as three million people showing up, which was never going to happen. That would have been great. It, but they, it would, but there's just no way that was going <laughs> to happen. Not going to happen. And some of these people honestly kind of delusional. Um, maybe not even completely stable when they're talking about those kinds of numbers and other things. They didn't get the support that they said they were going to have. They encouraged people to donate, get behind it. They even encouraged people to quit their jobs and come down there to make the final stand against the government that this was supposed to be it. And, and at least one or two people to did my that. eyes, uh, they should. Because if we don't address this, Rick, no, we're so in. In and another so, world. But, but people come down there. People did. Some people did. Some people put it all on the line, went all the way to Ottawa, drove thousands of kilometers to get there, finally arrive in Ottawa for this thing. It really doesn't come together. People then get there and there there was obvious infighting. There was kind of all kinds of friction, no specific clear goal. The plan was exposed by several people, including recorded, recorded audios that came out. It took the wind out of the sails of the whole thing. And then, you know, people, I mean, they, Rick, they tried to regroup, right? You're, you're judging. They tried to regroup. And, know, and then, Rick, and then you came down there and Jim Kerr came down there. And some other people came down and tried to, and Dr. Shoemaker came down and, and tried to salvage it and turn it into something more positive. And largely, I think that you guys did do that. I think yeah, yeah. that you, you did end up doing something, you know, constructive and positive. And we saw some peaceful protesting going on down yeah. there, but people overall ended up disappointed because it wasn't 
as big of a thing as people are hoping it would be. And, and then in the end, now they're all, you know, it's a regroup again and it's let's try and yeah, yeah, initiate yeah, no, something no, else. And, and then they kicked you out uh, because of more ago, fighting like and people can't get it together. And now there's this new base camp that's being set up and, and more power to anybody that wants to go down and protest. And you guys have been very effective in what you've been doing down there with your Wellington street regular group. And these guys, I think they've had some, so, some success when I saw everybody standing around singing the national anthem around the, the, the endless flame thing. Right. And, and, you know, there were some positive things that came out of it, just not on the scale that people were hoping for. So well, a lot of it. people disappointed. Like Rick, right? I think people didn't believe in it because they didn't see the structure of it. And let's, mm -hmm. let's admit, you know, I prefer to be honest and admit myself that, it's not a defeat. It's not a, a success. It's not a, a loss. It's it's the truth. And the truth is the plan's not been well explained. The plan was not clear. The the situation is a well, little bit. Well, it was bit, a bad uh, plan that then got thrown like out. And then there was, and then it was everybody flying down. And this the is the result you get because of this. And let's admit ourselves the truth. That's where we are. We're not gone. We didn't mm -hmm. step away. Uh, I'm building another camp here in Quebec for my freedom fighters, that mm -hmm. uh, my group, my 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 people, so we can structureize a couple of things because we. It's kind of the liberals and the conservatives right now. Like there's two groups that are suddenly a little bit different. Love there. Is, I respect Bridge to Freedom at the end. I just don't respect the way he treats people. He organizes and he. he he delegates the things in life for the rest, for the person, for his wife, for everybody around, for everybody of the camp. I have great respect. Okay. But the, the situation right now is a little bit why? Why do you want to push people out? Why do you want to, you know? And at the end, we don't need division. We don't need to get kicked out. We need unification and we need to collaborate and work together, no matter if we have some issues or not with one another. So, uh, Anyway, Rick, like I yeah. say, uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, know, it's just, it's just still. You have some, the honest truth with yeah. me. You want the truth, Rick? <laughs> you got it, man. It's okay. Yeah. It's not like this. It's not like this. It's just like this. Take it, leave it. I'm still here. I'm still gonna continue on working hard. I know that they's gonna still continue on working hard. And at the end, mm -hmm. we can maybe regroup at a certain point. We've been maybe unified at a certain point. Right now, what we need is maybe two di direction to achieve what we wanted to achieve. Uh, the four, the fifth, and the sixth is going to be a very, I'm just going to tell you that that may be a very, very, very occupied weekend. But after the weekend, we will be, uh, you know, again, back to well, the camp, Is there back something big planned for the fourth, fifth, and sixth? Yeah, fourth the the weekend on the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. Yeah. What what is, is there any specifics on that? But it's gonna be uh, the convoy, then a lot of people from all convoys from all across Quebec and Ontario are are coming all together with convoys. Uh, I think it's gonna be good. I think I'm I hold hope it's gonna be again great. Uh, I can see again a little bit more posting, a lot of more people. Push it this time. Push it. Push it. Push it. So more we see it, more it gets pushed, more people repost and things like this. So it's a drive, eh? 
and you need to sell your 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 vacation almost. It's not a vacation, no, but mm -hmm. you understand what I say. You have to to make your brochure and make it to the point where people believe in it and people want to come. And listen, it's not an easy thing. Being a freedom fighter is really hard. It's uh, something, and like I say, it's uh, it's to be devoted to a cause where you know that you won't have your results right away, but soon enough i believe that we will i believe rick that soon enough i really believe that we'll gain something okay more people we have more chance we get to have that bible what i really wish for christmas you know what i pray santa for christmas rick it's to give me this bible of how the final report of the national citizens inquiry i want this bible under my tree rick like there's no tomorrow i want this final document that's what i would dream about having Okay, the sooner I have this, the sooner I can work with lawyers and see what we can do with this and really go at it and really to do not. I, I'm not a guy that's going to sue another one for this and that. It's to stop it. It's to put a stop to these kinds of behavior of our leadership and the decision they're doing and the way they treat the population. That's what I want. I want nothing else than this. I really want to make sure that once I have this Bible, there's some bad side effects and bad, crazy studies. And, and they all knew about this. So if you knew about this, first of all, I just want you. Thank you. You didn't do your job. Thank you. We're putting someone new in place. Okay, and it's to clean a little bit the corruption. How many is there? How many voted yes on all of this? We'll see. We'll, we'll the the time will tell. I'm not here to make any judgment. I'm not a judge. I'm not a lawyer. I'm only a citizen that uh, believe in human rights and believe in the right thing and the truth. And right now, our leadership didn't do the truth. Didn't do anything well to the population of canada i believe that he really tarnished the the image the 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 the, the whatever the, the way that people believe about canada and the human rights and the freedom can i ask you on this Earth is and, this is just sort of an off it just kind of came to mind because of other work that i've been doing but you know i i see the freedom movement as being part of a populist political movement and i'm just curious where would you Totally off, off on another another road here. Just so this is out of left field. Politically, how do you view yourself? Are you sort of more of a a liberal, a conservative, a communist, a uh, uh, a new Democrat? I don't know if it exists, uh, what, Rick. What, 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 what do you? What how do you view yourself? Is the nature's law is uh, the unification of two groups that never work together yeah. but have to. I don't know if the term exists because I don't see one leader. I see a political team and not a political party. I see a, 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 yeah. a kind of two leaders, a leader of the First Nation with a leader of Canada working together, organizing this country, going for... I don't know what's the term for this. I don't know what's so the, you, the... You know, because I would consider myself sort of, sort of a conservative, right? Because I, I like to keep things that we have and improve upon them. I don't like to throw everything away. I'm, uh, I'm fiscally we, we conservative. We have to be a big key on all that. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, too much of a conservative. I, I like to keep to, the good and, and improve uh, on the things that need to be fixed. But so what are, what, 
are you more of a socialist or a conservative or it's weird to say yourself? like i say i don't feel any to because there's good in every of aspect of these of these groups okay mm-hmm. so there's a little bit of that one and a little bit of that one and a little bit but it's all a mix of a little bit everything that yeah. i believe uh but yes there's there there's things about that's good about our our origin of this country the first nation the way they believe the way they 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 don't kill what they don't eat they don't pollute the water they drink they don't pollute the air they they breathe they don't pollute the water the food that they they don't digest and it's all that mentality that i want to push forward okay that that i really want to push the way we do things in our country. I want our grow house, let's say, for the food. The city that there has to has is grow house that grows the population of that city's vegetable, fruit, and everything inside with water only, no pesticide, herbicide, genocide, na na na, name it, none of this. And we should have all kind of grow rooms all around our city, making sure that people can go and do some effort. Let's say two hours every three weeks, okay, or two weeks. You have to go plant a couple of things. You need to have uh, change the water in the basket. You need to whatever. But then you you have your all the time your vegetable for free. You just go there, you grab your vegetable. Everybody works for free. Everybody does their little thing. They're two hours here. They're two hours there. And at the end, we have a successful thing that just continues and continues and, and we're feeding ourselves good food, Rick. Yeah. The problem with our generation right now is the food that we eat is not good food. And that's mm-hmm. a big thing. That's a big aspect where I want to go and attack what, if ever I, I end up in politics, like you say, um, Soon enough, we'll see. Uh, the thing is, is what I want is a straight direction, a real direction, a honest, a true study, proof of is it good, is it bad? Do you know if the 5G right now is good, is bad? Do you know? I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't see really Canadian studies on this, seeing if it affects something, affects another thing. But we're putting this all over. But I'm sure if I look at the study that I can find and videos that people send me and things like this, mm-hmm. I would question the 5G a lot more than what people are, are thinking right now. But that's my my personal choice. I would absolutely Is that bring you, some hard now, studies now on these towers to see what it there's does. There's something we can discuss actually too. And I'm just get your thoughts on this. In the beginning with the pandemic and then the, the vaccination, for me, it was an issue of whether people should have the choice or not, right? Should people have, can you, it's about, it was, should have been a matter of choice, not being forced to get it. Exactly. Me, on, so everybody's on one, free to do whatever they free want. Free to do what they want to do. But yeah. on the freedom side of things, it is morphed or evolved into a, for some people, a different mentality, which is that it seems like they want to, not everybody, but some people want to prov- stop people or eliminate 
the vaccines oh, so that people this one don't. In particular, you're, you're talking yeah. about the C vaccine, the, the C. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. That that C vaccine. Okay. Yeah. I would stop that one quite quickly. Or that one, and not the tetanus, not the, the other one, not the, these other ones. None of them. No. 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 None of them. That one, the C one, no, for sure, right there. So stop this, you don't think this, people should have the choice to get it if they want it? So you don't think people should have the choice to get it if they no, want you it? No, can have the choice. But I wouldn't pass it on my news saying, go get it, it's safe. No, no. And no, believe I mean, me, yeah. though, I would give the right and for, you know, in a, let, me check, let me show you something. Uh, give me this. Okay. On a pack of cigarettes here, though, you see, though, it's right, though, huh? all yep. sorts of things right here, though, right here, though, yeah, right. Yeah. same thing with the vaccine. Put that thing, though, right down outside the thing, though. did you make a, da, 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 and then they'll make the choice if you want it, okay? If if it's okay for cigarettes to do this, though, but yeah. man, let's put the vaccine and put the same thing on the side of the vaccine, though, and let's say, look, thank, thank you, look, that could happen to you. At least be honest with the person that consume what you're right, whatever you're, established what you're putting you know, in your body side effects you, you, or whatever i decide to smoke i decide to have this you get, right? you get full my disclosure choice, nobody yeah. else okay and you, you get informed consent then but at least right? I, I know the side effect right I, it's right mm -hmm. right here Laura. i'm not blind right. look it's right Woo! do the same thing with your vaccine please at least you're honest at least you're going somewhere at least this, the person that grabs it cannot say obey right. I didn't know. But you, you do hear like some people, like I'm with you. Okay. Like I, I agree with that. Um, but I do hear some people saying, oh no, we have to get rid of these. You like know, we me, just take I, them away. Me personally, I don't believe in it. I don't believe it's safe. Yeah. I don't. I didn't study, get it either. People that studies, yeah. we would have never used that product uh, into the Canadian civilization. But again, let's put it public, and then it's up to everybody. Once they, they you have kind of things like this, there's mm -hmm. that many chance, or that many chance, or that many chance with these studies that they did. Then, you know, Rick, I'll go with any kind of doctor that can prove me that he did some study, that he did have that as a result. And yeah. after that, it's up to me or to him or whoever to make his own choice about the things that in front of you. Do I believe in it? Do I not yeah, believe in that's, it? That's it's ultimately you. freedom, You have right? two, three doctors. Make your own choice. Believe in what you want. You know, like, it, it's, I'm, I'm absolutely with you on that. So, you know, I have to say, though, I, I was disappointed when I saw them eject you from the camp because for speaking to the media, especially when it's supposed to be a freedom movement and they didn't let you exercise your right to free speech. I, I don't get that. I'm... I'm very disappointed to see that happen. But listen, everything happens for a reason. The creator has decided to to make this happen. Then the creator has decided this. And at the end, mm -hmm. um, we'll see. Time will tell, Rick. Me, I, I've been so surprised in, in this freedom movement that uh, there's up, there's down sometimes, there's turnaround. It's a big roller coaster. But I believe that at the end, we're all a big family. We all respect one another. We can all go and achieve lots of good things yeah. and proud things as a Canadian. We are all proud to be a Canadian and we can all be honored to be a Canadian. But we need to realize what we're, what's our duty 
as a Canadian to do. Our duty is to defend this land, to defend this air, this water, this earth, these uh, these forests, these animals, these you understand? We need to include our farmers. We need to to you know send money to our farmers because they can do their crops so they, they they can do a lot of things because look at the price of the food it all went up why do you think because the farmer mm -hmm. are not able to do their 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 field and things like this so at the end they ask us more and more and more but it's only next year that that money is going to go into play because at the beginning of the year they didn't have enough money at the end of last year so it affected the the the, the process of this year so at the end, the farmers are a thing we must absolutely uh, finance a little bit with our government and things like this. This is a great place where we should go and invest our money into right farming, into good farming, into, uh, you know, there's little farmers that we don't send a little bit of help, that if we would send a little bit of help, they would do a five times more of uh, what they do normally. So at the end, it's helping our little bit people because these are the people that feed us. So if we don't take care of them and we don't, uh, you know, uh, promote them, then we're only stopping our good food to arrive into our, our plate ourselves. So to my eyes, uh, our Canadian farmers is a big, big, big place. Well, you know, that the, we the, the agri agricultural industry is really largely controlled by big companies now that's another thing just... i would like to address uh, at the end uh, people didn't know that you're talking about the seeds the the the, the, the patent everything of the seeds, man like that everything that you get factory farms that company and, yeah and you get you know, genetically modified seeds the fields up front yep. with the, the, the natural all... way of doing things suddenly the field up front belongs to them and things like this so uh yeah i would kind of put a stop to this uh, quite quickly too you know because the family farm is uh you know becoming a thing of the past it's uh it's big corporate run agra business now you know it's it's not just small small potatoes <laughs> No, no, no. It's, it's not big potatoes. Like I say, Rick, it, right. there's nothing easy, though, but there's we can achieve so much more when we talk, when we 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 sit down at the table. But you can like I say, there's so much weird things. Like you have to if you want a, a, a thing that happened, let's say in Alberta at that place, and then grab the people from Alberta from that place, from that and that. Don't mm -hmm. grab the people from out east with the fishermen and things like this. Try to to be included in something that's in Alberta, it, it's not the same field. Go get your people at the right place at the in the right field, and make sure you listen to your people and don't let other people vote for things that are happening out east for voting from people that you know it's not the same thing. It's not the same people that should vote. We need when we uh, our fishermen out east has a big problem right now that we need to resolve the way they fish, the way they scrape the bottom of the sea. Uh, we need to control a little bit that because we're losing a lot of our little fish and things like this because when they go at, in the net at the bottom of the sea and they rake everything to grab the, the uh, whatever with their equipment basically, it really hurts the, the plankton at the bottom of the sea. That, that's the food that little fish and little thing eat to go and get bigger so they can go up. So there's a lot of things like this that we need to achieve, that we need to control, that we need to be aware 
in 2003 to do well, the right thing. Yeah, Never I mean, they certainly the do have, they already do have pretty serious we need to quotas get in place those three things fishing out of our food as quick as possible. The Atlantic and Pacific operations, that's for sure. They already have quotas in place. And even in the Great Lakes, they have serious quotas in place. And it's something the fishermen here actually get the, in the Great Lakes complain about on a regular basis because they they usually reach their quotas very early in the season and then have to sit around for the rest of the summer with their feet up because they um, they they meet their quota much sooner than they would like. But uh, that's yeah, all but about then you have your managing milk, the industry, you know, right? Some people has an over quota of milk. They grab yeah. the milk and they throw it away. Yeah, well, when that's people the, are not eating yeah. when people they need food. Look, you're going to tell me that that's a that's not a nonsense. Yeah, that, that's, that's not supply management. And they, they, yeah. they just wear the and you see the milk and you go. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Yeah, that's now, supply management. Don't do this in my country. Like we got to save this milk. We have this milk. Give it to children that needs it. Give it to school that needs it. Give it to whatever cooking class name it the school class whatever like i don't care where you want to bring them but we must not throw away what we can produce we must not have a quota of the things but do you understand produce. do you understand what would happen if they did that if they just gave that milk away but it would be better than throwing it away maybe but do you know what would happen to the price of milk it would go down yes Okay. Bang. And so when it goes okay, down, okay. when it, when the price of milk goes <laughs> down, know, and I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate yeah, yeah, here but, okay, to, to understand. And I I personally thing, like yeah, I, I know Maxime Bernier lost the leadership of the Conservative Party the on that very issue, down, and it's supply management. And yeah, so if you people would buy it, right? So and so if you when you when you manage the if you let them give the milk away, it then then you add more supply. It results yeah. in lower pricing. The farmers end up making less money. And that's exactly. why supply management is in place. They put caps on production, how much is allowed onto the market to force the price up. So the farmers make is a, able to keep its price all the way through. Yeah, yeah. So okay, that they have, a, can, have consistent pricing. It's a managed industry. I personally don't agree with it. I think they should open the market up to foreign competition, which would allow us to export more milk because we have the capacity to produce much more than we consume and turn the farmers loose to produce as much as they possibly can to maximize profits, to lower the prices here. To, and by exp, uh, opening the, the, say, the U.S. market to Canada, then we could export more product into the U.S. Everybody's better off. Prices come down. But the farmers, because we have access to a larger market, end up selling more volume and still making, um, probably end up making more money overall. But because the border is basically very managed, they, they control imports of milk, extreme tariffs and, uh, and, and quotas on the amount yep. of milk that we can import. We're not allowed to have the U.S. milk come in here. As a result, we're not allowed to export to the States. We're basically supplying our own market. So they put a cap on how much farmers are allowed to produce. And if they overproduce, it goes straight down the drain into the drink and nobody gets it. And that way they keep the price up around five dollars. <laughs> I don't understand how can we do this to give it to anything. It's so they, they do it to keep the price up. And the farmers, <laughs> that the, the dairy cartel, which is 
basically run by big the big dairy industry. They support it because they make more money for producing less. Consumers end up paying more at the store for the product because of this government policy, which supports the the, the dairy industry. So yeah, we, yeah, we pay an inflated like price. It's, it's, it's all supply side management, man. That's it's it's managed. It's a managed industry. That's what it is. You're going to have a heck of a time getting support from the farmers to get rid of those quotas unless you open that border. And then that becomes a whole other issue, especially in a country like Canada, where we have, you know, a real affection collectively for a high degree of socialism. Why not? Why not try to find a way to open our borders and to ship our milk downstairs? Like if we can do that, then that would help our farmers. Oh, we could. We could do it in a heartbeat. We could easily do it because the wars and bullshit. The the U.S. The U.S. absolutely wants access to this market as well. And I think that it could work in a beneficial way for uh, consumers on both sides. It would be a a big win, win, win all the way around if we allowed the, the actual market forces the, the 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 laws of supply and demand to, to sort of dictate pricing more and yeah. re- reduce heavily the uh, the amount of government involvement but that also is a freedom issue for me yeah. that's that's about a free market which we do not have in the dairy industry at all which is why we all pay these inflated artificially inflated prices at the supermarket like i say like it but we need to address everything, Rickley. It's not only one place. There's so many aspects of our society that we need to go and a little bit put help into it. From our food to the way we treat ourselves to the way that we consume, the recycling. There's so many aspects of our society that we need to achieve. Yes. I don't know, like a result, a good result, like a recycling right now. The people think, oh, everything gets recycled. Uh, you don't know how many things goes in a boat and choo, on the other side of the of the sea. And then it it goes and be done there and things like this. People, you need to be aware. Though. It's not a joke. It's not. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of little issues. Mm-hmm. But they're not little. They're big issues, but not big as. And, well, again, like that's why, honestly, see, big as. Any to achieve, but to achieve anything, you need very clearly defined goals. And you know, yeah, I think it's usually best to to establish one goal at a time, and then achieve that, and then achieve the next one, and the next one. Honestly, Matt, and I, I mean this in a constructive way, in a positive way. I really don't see that coming from any. I don't. I don't. I just don't see it hasn't emerged. From the freedom movement, it just doesn't happen. It's okay, let it go. Like, like I say, it's uh, it's a day by day, my friend. No, yeah. don't worry. No. And I see yeah, the like, constant efforts to try to do it. Like, we just haven't had. We just haven't had the. Lead. We haven't had face. you know the leader step into the step up front, who's who's been able to provide that kind of vision yet. So it's without like, that, we have. I honestly think that people are kind of running around chasing their tails. Um, they know there are problems. But there's never been a a clear path to very many victories. We've had some victories, some wins. We have made some gains. I think the biggest the biggest win was during that initial freedom convoy, where yep. a lot of people, I guess, had their eyes opened to the to the problems that are before us that they were not aware of before, and that was the big win during the the original freedom convoy. 
Man, well, uh, we'll see how it goes, uh, Rick. Like I say, it is, uh, it's a new step that's coming in right now as we speak. Um, where is they going to go? We'll see. The creator can tell us a little bit more about uh, where we're going to go and how we're going to do this week. Like I say, we have starting, I think, by the end of the week, we should have two, two camps, one in Quebec, one uh, in Ontario. And we're going to work on these two camps and we'll see how these two camps goes and uh, we'll, 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 we'll maybe do two activities, uh, you know, like we can even make some competition one without the other or something like that, like, like, to a point where it's not one place. I don't believe it's one area. I don't believe it's one leader. I don't believe it's one plan. I believe it's a collaboration of ideas and people working together that we're going to achieve something good at the end. Like okay. we have a couple of documentation that came in last week. We have a more documentation coming this week. We have more certainly that are you understand like it's just a build up right now. People were scared. People were not coming. People uh didn't like this or didn't like that so if we have two different camps with two kind of different uh atmosphere let's say this at the end we're gonna i don't know we'll achieve something maybe out of it but we must stop dividing we must stop insulting ourselves we must stop throwing people out of the camp we must stop uh this denigration this this nonsense these lies these hey because after that a lot of people at that camp will begin yapping their mouth oh mad vin this oh mad vin that oh mad vin this oh, mad. oh my god then uh, text after text after text of things and i'm like really like and you know like why there's so much drama into the freedom <laughs> sometimes world that is unbelievable sometimes those things can go really <laughs> but uh like i say there's nothing easy i have to go but uh i'll let you go for tonight uh, rick but like i say uh, by maybe the end of the next week we'll uh, i'll give you a call back we can maybe join ourselves i'll try to have uh, something ready for you to show you a little bit more about step two of uh, what we want to achieve what we want to go how we want to do it and it's by like i say i'll always respect each and single one of my freedom fighter of my first nation my great canadian with heart me trucker me farmer me français canadien you understand all these people are really important for me i know that we don't die we only multiply but that's that's how i believe and i believe that one day we'll multiply in something good okay it's only little step little step we're not gaining big 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 all at the same time we're gaining 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 sometimes it's hard oh we lost a little bit oh we're gaining gaining a little bit more so listen we'll go at it we'll see how it goes i wish you a great night my friend rick and uh like i say peace to uh to everybody on here i hope that everybody here are uh, big-hearted and guess what we can all do something great in life it's up to us to do it nobody else nobody will do us for us we have to go and do it for ourselves so if you want something done go do it <laughs> and come support us a little bit we need a little bit of support for the third four uh, no the fourth fifth and sixth of uh, november please guys come on down come and have fun with us we'll have a big festivity at that time and uh, i hope it everything goes well Okay, sir. I appreciate your time tonight, Matthew, as always. And uh, 
Um, big pleasure, big pleasure, Rick. <laughs> all right, keep it peaceful and positive. Like always, like always. All right, thank you. Matthew Venn, we'll talk to you again soon. Have a good night, guys. Take care. Okay, guys, hang on. Don't go anywhere. I'll come back and we'll uh, we'll give you the details on some of the other stories that I haven't had time to talk about yet, but I'll find the time on the other side of this. Greetings brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others. Out. Of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals. Individuals. Defenders of individual rights and freedoms. Credible. Trusted. Grounded in reality. Maverick News. Maverick News. Defending free speech. Free speech. Donate. At freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow. Maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. Okay, so I'm not going to dig into all the um, anti-Semitism stuff tonight and the uh, stuff that I promised we would get into tonight. I'm not going to get into it tonight because we just we don't really have quite enough time. Uh, but I, I promise I will do it another night. Um, I should just highlight this one story of note. It was a, a U.S. citizen, a man lost at sea. You know, bring up, there have been a few reports about this. You know, I just think it's interesting. His name has not been released. He was found by some, we were talking about the fishing industry. Well, this guy was found by some, a fishing trawler off the coast of British Columbia. He was out there bobbing around in a little life raft. You can see the uh, the photo here that has been released by, uh, I think, the Coast Guard. Maybe Canadian press. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, 
Yeah, so the U.S. Coast Guard says that uh, it was west of Vancouver Island where this guy was picked up. A social media post from U.S. officials shows that the life raft from the 13-meter evening fishing vessel was found more than 200 kilometers northwest of its port in Grays Harbor, Washington. So the rescuers uh, had suspended the search for the evening last Wednesday. That was 11 days after it was reported overdue and two weeks after it uh, it had set sail. It was supposed to be a three-day trip. So this guy says, uh, this guy's name has not been released. And there is one other person who was on board that boat that um, is still missing. It reminds me of the movie Castaway. Just what comes to mind. It must be very scary to be out there for that length of time on a raft. And those are the only details we know about it tonight. But a story of survival, maybe of hope. Maybe. And then, of course, everything dominating the news cycle tonight is Israel, 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 Palestine, Palestine, Palestine. Checking the news wire here. See if we have any other updates for you. Yeah, and I know that uh, the hospitals here in this region where I live, they're still in in quite a state tonight because of that cyber attack that I told you about. Their computer system is completely down. Um, and so the local hospitals around here in this whole region, they had outsourced their IT work to a private company. They got hacked. As a result, no appointments are, are taking place. Um, ordering protocols out the window, uh, even things like ordering oxygen prescriptions, stuff like that. It's become difficult, I guess, because they've all at the hospital. It's my understanding that they've reverted to ordering things you know, by paper and memory in some cases, because they just don't have the records back yet. So they're working to restore the system over there, but it could be a long time before they rectify the situation. And that is because of a cyber attack and not really clear at this point who might be behind that. So we're following that story as well. And I'm surprised that story hasn't made headlines nationally and maybe even internationally because it is so serious and uh this they must have sent alerts out to other hospitals across canada and probably the united states as a result of what has happened here just to make hospital administrators and other communities aware it's very dangerous and i know a lot of medical procedures have been canceled because of this problem as well.
So we'll see where it all ends up. Let me just, uh, going to take another quick break. I'm going to check something else and be back right after this. So tonight, um, more on that uh, story about the mass shooting in May or shootings in Maine. Officials there say Robert Card, who was the suspect who was found dead yesterday after being suspected of killing. How many people was it? Was it 18? I'm seeing a report here that says eight, but I think it was uh, 18, wasn't it? Eighteen. It's it, it's a it's a mistake. Eighteen people. Well, they're saying tonight. Um, in fact, maybe I can find this for you. They're saying that uh, the the suspect, Mr. Card. was suffering from mental health issues. I think this is probably it right here. Yes. I believe so. Let's bring this up. See if we can share this with you. And they're saying, according to this, there's a mental health component to the problem, to the shootings. And the Maine Department of Public Safety Commissioner, Mike Soschuk, says there's clearly a mental health component to it. There's a piece of that where there's paranoia. There is some conspiracy theorists piece like that, he says. He says he thinks that what he's read and what, I, what he's seen is that the individual felt like people were talking about him. See if we can uh, bring this up for you. This is odd. Why is it not showing up? There we go. Let's see if we can pick up a little bit of this news conference. Okay, here we go. I've got it for you. Of, uh, of updates in that regard. We're going to be there probably through the end of the day, making sure that we process that particular scene. 
Uh, and we'll they're talking about where they found the, and the body of the suspect. Probably through uh, the rest of the weekend. Uh, we're currently working that now, and we will definitely be working that tomorrow. And at this point, that is heavily resourced by evidence response team members. So ETs are processing physical evidence at those locations. Again, as we've discussed, there's a reason for that. Uh, that's a lot of material still there to work with. Um, so we expect that we'll work through the weekend there. Uh, I, I would also just tell you that the behind the scenes stuff uh, is a very intensive manhunt, uh, incredible amount of resources invested. Uh, once he's located last night, truth be told, we got some people some rest. Hopefully you got some sleep last night. Uh, so we sent some people home. They're back in this morning, uh, all in for today. Uh, we're going to send them back to get some rest tomorrow. They can see their families and be back in on Monday, the entire team. Uh, to include our partners, which I am going to take more time today to make sure that I acknowledge uh, everybody that I can. So they'll be back in on Monday to continue their work, uh, whether it's scene cleanup, uh, the uh, continuing to do interviews. Uh, overall, uh, we received 821-ish as of a little while ago, tips and leads. So we continue to work those. Uh, the digital tip line, that video tip line that you were so helpful in putting the information out on, Ultimately, we're at 197 of those leads uh, and that information that was uploaded to that system. Got about a dozen or so search warrants that are uh, completed. So signed and impounded, impounded meaning that you wouldn't have access to them at this point. Um, but given the circumstances here, right, uh, because we don't envision the trial of any sort for anybody that's involved here, the release of information I would expect after those affidavits, that impound is pulled. Um, there's going to be a lot of information that's going to be there uh, for you down the road. Uh, again, we'll try to do the best we can today uh, now that that piece of this event is done uh, and he's been found. Uh, we're certainly uh, able to answer additional questions. Uh, everything we say uh, can be interpreted by a suspect. Uh, they just said this about me. I'm going to go do that. Uh, and again, based on the violent nature of what occurred here, the traumatic uh, incidents that occurred here in Lewiston, we were certainly concerned right into the last second uh, that we didn't know what this individual was going to do next or where he was going to do it. So we need to be very cautious about that. We also need to be very cautious when you talk about trials, one information. Uh, so Mike's at the podium and he said this, and then a trial two years later, they say, well, didn't you say this? And now you think this because you found it in a cell phone. All those things, we need to make sure that we're not being uh, prejudicial uh, for um, trials and for the court process. So again, from our end, about a dozen or so of those warrants uh, and everybody will continue to, to work on that. Uh, I think there's some additional information that I mentioned I was gonna uh, speak to you about today. Uh, and that is the addition of a family assistance center. Uh, and that family assistance center is gonna be located at the Lewiston Armory uh, at 65 Central Ave, right here in Lewiston, so 65 Central Ave. And that's intended to be a one-stop shop kind of thing, one central space for victims and their support persons to gather so that they don't have to make multiple stops at, to multiple different uh, agencies uh, to seek assistance. Now, the, this particular location is open for individuals who were present at the shooting site. So whether you were victim, uh, physically stating that you were injured during this event uh, or you were there and traumatized. Uh, in either one of those situations, uh, the Family Assistance Center 
uh, will be a good spot for those individuals to uh, to go. I will say uh, that this is probably again common sense, but the media will not be allowed to enter the family assistance center. We want these focused uh, folks focused on healing, um, not on hey, am I in camera? Um, what are people going to think? I don't want anybody to know I was there. Um, so if you could do me a favor and help me out with that, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, now, that's the Maine State Police are working with the Maine Attorney General's Office, the Red Cross, uh, and the FBI Victim Services Division, who have been incredible. Uh, and they're opening that space. That space actually opened this morning at 10. And they're going to be operational for the foreseeable future from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. at the Lewiston Armory at 65 Central Ave. A separate location or a separate site providing mental health assistance, and that's going to be located at the Ramada Inn here in Lewiston, and that's created for the larger community. So, again, as we've discussed, you have the scene, but the entire city is a scene, right? People that are traumatized, that I know somebody that knows somebody that knows something, or I walk by that, I've been to that bar before, I bowl there, that wasn't my night. But you want to talk to somebody about that that's going to be at the Ramada Inn. So you're not necessarily a victim, a specific victim of what occurred um, or somebody that was present when this occurred. Uh, and I mentioned that and I mentioned that in this setting because as these things evolve, we have an investigation and now this will slowly evolve over to a wellness and a resiliency conversation for the community and for the victims and others. And that's the information that we want to make sure that folks are getting uh, so that they can receive the help that they need. I would also say that once we clear these scenes, and I want to make sure uh, I acknowledge this individual, uh, a Mike Halloran, who's a retired law enforcement officer out of Mass, owns a trauma service cleanup company. And Mike gives us a shout and says, you know, when you clear those scenes, I'm willing to come up and uh, donate the services of my company to clean uh, all of these crime scenes, uh, which as you can imagine, or probably can't imagine, uh, is uh, an incredibly traumatic process to begin. So we clear the scenes. We have all the evidence that we need. Um, this company is going to come up, uh, the trauma service cleanup company uh, with Mike Halloran. They'll do the cleanups, and then we'll release those locations back to the owners so that they're not forced to deal with that first thing when they walk back into something. Their hopes and dreams, I always wanted to open a bar, and they're going to be surrounded by uh, the chaos uh, that would have occurred uh, that evening. So that will be the next steps there. So that's probably early uh, next week. I gave you a little bit of uh, information reference to the, the, the uh, detectives, the major crime units, and all of our federal partners that are working with us there. Uh, we will be transitioning from our current command post back to the, the Lewiston Police Department. Uh, as you might imagine, the parking lot was a little bit different today than it was yesterday, right? Um, so our command post, the next big step for the in incident management team is to kind of demobilize. I think when these things happen, the first piece is we don't have enough people to do the work we need to do. And then the second piece is we have so many people to do the work that we can do. How can we track them? How can we feed them? What, what are they, where are they at and are they safe? So we're going to be fully invested in the demobilization of that location and the personnel that are involved uh, throughout today and into tomorrow. So I do want to touch on a couple other questions. Uh, that have been asked along the way and with clearance from our prosecutors and our detectives uh, we're certainly more comfortable answering now uh, based on the current outcome uh, of, uh, of what happened last night so uh, one thing uh, there's been a number of uh, completely legitimate questions about a, a note 
that was found in his residence. So this is a paper style note. Um, I'm not going to read it to you verbatim, but what it is, uh, is it's a note to a loved one and is saying that uh, this is the passcode for my phone. Um, this is the bank account numbers. Uh, and uh, I wouldn't uh, describe it as a explicit suicide note, but the tone and tenor was that uh, the individual was not going to be around and wanted to make sure that this loved one had access to his phone and whatever was in his phone. We're working on that now to get into the phone. That's one of those search warrants. That's one of those very specialized uh, skill set that our folks have. And then the bank codes uh, to make sure that that happens. That's not uncommon in suicide situations. Um, you get long loads, you get very set up scenarios, but that's something that you asked about. And I, I do appreciate that. And again, we can talk about that a little bit more now. Uh, there was uh, a firearm found uh, in the white Subaru um, station wagon. Uh, that was a long gun uh, style. I don't not have the make and model. You could ask me, is that an AR-15? Is that a this? I don't know that. Uh, but I was asked uh, yesterday specifically, did they find a gun? Did we find a gun in the car? And we did. Um, and that was a long gun. And to my understanding, that was the only firearm that was found inside the car uh, at that time. Um, I would expect, again, based on the investigation and the outcome, that uh, when these impounded affidavits are released, there'll be search warrant lists and they'll, they'll have all kinds of stuff. What did we find and how many of this and how many of that? Uh, so that'll be much more detailed. So did you find guns in the house? Did you find guns on him? Um, so that is something that we've been uh, that we've been asked about, and I wanted to make sure that we uh, that we covered that as well. Can Another I question. Jump out in just a minute. Uh, that uh, I've had some conversations around this morning. You know, if you talk about is there a motive here, right? Uh, I think clearly um, there's a mental health component to this. Uh, we still need to do some research around trying to get access to certain records and things of that nature. Um, which again, you could probably imagine is not just as simple as just calling somebody, hey, can you send me this thing? Um, but what I would say is based on what I've heard through conversations this morning, I don't see, or I'm told that, that we don't have access to any forcibly committed for treatment information reference to Mr. Card, okay? So you can volunteer as an example to go to a facility and seek treatment for months on end. Um, but if you're not forcibly committed to seek that treatment, and it's very specific to treatment, right? Not forcibly taken for an evaluation. An evaluation is completely different than treatment. So there are a lot of very specific criteria around firearms and are you a possessed person, um, or prohibited person rather, and what that looks like. So in this scenario, uh, we have not seen to this point, I have not seen to this point, that Mr. Card was forcibly committed for treatment. And if that didn't happen, uh, then the next check, you could go into a, a firearms dealer uh, who does all of their work and the background check is not gonna ping like this individual is prohibited. And something that's incredibly important for us to say, for me to say, and I find myself saying it on a regular basis, just because there's a, a appears to be a mental health nexus to this scenario, um, the vast, vast, vast majority of people, the vast majority of people with a mental health diagnosis will never hurt anybody. They won't hurt themselves. They're not a danger to the community. Um, based on percentages alone, there's a bunch of folks in here that have a mental health diagnosis. 
I know law enforcement officers that have a mental health diagnosis. Um, that doesn't mean they're a danger to the community. We certainly have people that reach that crisis level uh, where that does occur. Uh, and we deal with those folks on a regular basis, sometimes through involuntary forcible commitments, right? And sometimes not. Um, sometimes there's different levels of that mental health system, and that's a whole different conversation that uh, can be quite lengthy. And, and I can tell you that law enforcement okay. has been involved. So enough of this. Let's jump out of this. And uh, what we'll do is we'll go to the phones in just a moment. Let me just take a quick break while I get everything set up. I just wanted to bring that to you because I wanted to get caught up here on the program because we hadn't been able to address that from earlier today, so stay with me. Okay, here's the number to call, getting everything set up now. Join the conversation. Call 1-833-975-3733. That's 1-833-975. Free. Speak up. Speak out. Make your voice heard. Maverick News. Fighting for freedom by defending your right to free speech. Be a Maverick. Join us. Okay, and you can support the show, and we do need the help because it's getting near the end of the month again. Uh, you can support us at freedomreporters.com, or you can also donate at maverickdonations.com. The Rumble Rants is another way you can contribute. You can do that through there. Um, please like, share, subscribe. You know the drill there on Facebook, YouTube, and on Rumble. Please subscribe to our Rumble channel. That would really help us a lot. And again, freedomreporters.com or maverickdonations.com. That's how you can donate directly to the show. And let me bring up the phone number here on the banner. It is 1-833-975-3733. free And it is a free call. You can join the conversation. And that being said, let me just 
again around this and we'll be back on the other side the new world order government overreach the great reset mainstream media lies now more than ever independent voices are needed donate now at freedomreporters.com that's freedomreporters.com maverick news the antivirus program for your mind Okay, and we don't have anybody in the queue yet. Let me just check the system, make sure it's working properly. Looks like we're rolling here, so we're ready to take calls at 1-833-975-3733. And let me just check over here. And we're seeing tonight, too, that the United Auto Workers has reached a tentative agreement with Stellantis, which is Chrysler Fiat. So only General Motors has no deal at this point. So that could end the um, strike that is six weeks long now. 44 days they've been on strike. You know, the uh, auto workers have been looking for massive wage increases, went in looking for um, like 40% more over the life of their agreement. And Ford workers wound up with a 25% general wage increase over the life of their four and a half year contract, which runs through to April, 2028. That means that people at the top end of the pay scale will end up making about $42 an hour. Pretty cool. That's pretty good money, honestly. Plus, 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 right? So we'll see where they end up with um, with Stellantis. With Stellantis. Okay, let's see who we have on the line here. Our first caller of the night is, go ahead, you're on the air. Hello, how are you tonight? I'm just fine. How are you? Uh, not too bad. That's a lot of money those guys are going to be making. That's U.S. dollars, too. Oh, man, I think, God, I think everybody on minimum wage should go on strike, see if we, they can't all get good paying money like that. Holy smokes, $42 per hour oh. U.S.? Man. Yeah, and they man. work, what, like 12-hour days or something? Oh, I Some of these assembly plants? I don't know how that the works. Thing that I'm, the thing that concerns me is that once they start making all these electric vehicles, and then, of course, you know, people can't afford to buy them, and they're just sitting there. You have to wonder, and I'm not trying to sound, you know, negative in any way, but come down the road, how many are going to be out of work because there's not enough vehicles being sold? Yeah. Um, right? 
talk about inflation. I mean, wow. Yeah. I, I don't know how people can afford to buy these cars today. They are so expensive when they are new. Um, I've seen one for $62,000 or something. Yeah. And they, they, they said that it's $29,000 to replace the battery. If it goes Yeah. It's like, well, you might as well just get rid of it and go buy and go buy something used. If, if we can still have used vehicles, like, that is you know, exactly like, what we'll come on. Do. Yep. That's what people are going to do. Yeah. But have you seen the prices of the new of these new pickup trucks lately? Oh. Some of them are like over a hundred grand, and they're I not know. even electric. They're still. Like, you can buy a house for that. Why would you buy? I think, oh my god, that's a lot of money to be driving around. Yeah, they're nice. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I mean, if you know, if I won one, I wouldn't refuse it. But you know what I'm saying? But that's Crazy. a lot of money. Crazy money. I just I don't know. I don't know, you know, and I'm seeing houses out here that, you know, I've sat empty for a long time, but all of a sudden there's been three that have sold within the last week. And I'm thinking, so I wonder if these people are selling homes in the big cities and coming out here because home prices aren't that cheap, even in this town here. But I'm surprised people can still afford to be buying homes with the interest rates and everything. I don't know how people are doing just, uh, especially young couples, I just I don't get it. I mean, unless you're getting help from your parents or something, perhaps. I mean, I I, I mean, I think every young couple definitely deserves to ha have a home to be able mm -hmm. to buy their first home. And right now, I can't see that down the road for a lot of them, which is really sad. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm I'm lucky. So, son oh, older and more established, right? So the house was yeah. purchased. Uh, this house that I'm in now over well over 20 years ago. And, uh, you know, there was equity built up in homes that, you know, we had purchased before. So totally different scenario. when you're like, hi, Matt, I'm, I'm extremely fortunate, but boy, if, yeah. you know, young well, you people, know, wow. I, yeah, I know. Well, you know, I was thinking, so I went up, I like looking at prices of things way back in the years. Right. So in 1959, when my dad bought his, bought their home in the new subdivision that was being built in Scarborough, which I guess is now part of the GTA, I guess, but he paid $12,000 for it, had it paid off in, I think, 10 or 15 years, because he, you know, he worked at General Electric and he had good money. So then when he passed away, my brother ended up selling that house for 160000 and now it goes for... Four hundred to six six hundred thousand dollars, and I'm going. It's like, wow! We should have just kept renting it out. <laughs> it's like, how? What a big jump, though, from you know a brand new home way back then to what you pay now for that same house. That's what fifty, sixty years old now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's I, just, it, blows my mind it, it does when you look at the prices of things way back and you think okay yeah they probably didn't make as much money but the mother didn't have to work they could still survive on the father's money and like i think god if we could only go back to those days <laughs> like, oh my god it's just it's crazy just it, it, but it's interesting too going back looking at the different prices it's really you know, well, kind of interesting. You um, know, I, the first yeah. house that my wife and I purchased, $67,000. Oh, wow. That was It was a semi-detached, small house, but 
not a bad house in a pretty nice little neighborhood, 67 grand. And oh, that's not bad. there was a government uh, pl- program in place at the time where the required down payment for first time home buyers was half of what it would normally be. Oh. So, you, so that allowed us to get into the market. And um, that was very helpful, right? But yeah, no kidding. Good luck finding anything for that kind of money today. Maybe a no, a I know. Well, <laughs> maybe a shed or yeah. somewhere in the middle of some out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like there's got nothing around you. Some one down shack that somebody might be trying to get rid of. I don't. Can you even no. buy a trailer for sixty seventh grand? <laughs> like I suppose you could. What, like a mobile home. Like a mobile home. Yeah. I you suppose mean? you could. No. No. Well, yeah, I guess you can if you get them like out here. If you get them, if they're Used. mobile parks, right? So yeah. you don't own the land; you just buy the yeah. trailer. But if you want your own property, yeah, you could. You could probably get them from eighty to. I've seen them as high as three hundred thousand, and I'm going mm. for a trailer. I don't care if it's on, on its own land or not. It's still a trailer, you know, like a mobile home, right? I mean, but the new ones are really yeah. nice. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yes. But yeah, you know, but my son, he bought a, like, remember he, where he lived in Swan Hills and then he moved. Right. So he bought a, a, a manufactured, like a mobile home. Right. Yeah. And it's been there for quite a long time. It's a 1969 and he can't find a serial number on it. What they did was they stuckled all around the trailer. Mm-hmm. right down to the ground. There's a little tiny hole that you can actually just look with it, like if anything's leaking, and he cannot get house insurance. He has to, uh, they're telling him, just get, just get in tenant's insurance, that they won't, they, he can't get house insurance. There's a, there's a and house. So, there's a, I found a house that I'm going to buy and move into right oh. there. I don't know if you can see it or not. <laughs> He's like, no, I can't see it. <laughs> Let me just see here. This is uh, $10,000. Three beds, oh. three baths, house. Um, it's a fixer upper. <laughs> it's in my hometown. I just found this. I might go see this tomorrow. <laughs> 10 grand. Um, yeah, it needs, to say the least, a little bit of work. Yeah, it doesn't even have a roof on it. <laughs> Oh, oh my God. It doesn't have any doors or windows. It's just got chipboard over everything. (laughs) It's got giant dead plants out in front. This would make a great haunted house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For Halloween. Yeah. There you go. Of course, it's probably condemned. The rats come free, I guess. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be saying all these negative (laughs) things about this, but the guy guy trying to sell it's going to be mad at me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess, you know, I guess if you go in and you vision something and you have the money to fix things up, but I mean, at one point, maybe it's just better to buy the land and get rid of the, get rid of the house and put like a mobile home on it or something. Yeah. Well, yeah house, you know, how much money, do you, you know, how much money do you put into something that, you know, once you start tearing it apart, something else could happen to it. <laughs> wow. I just, I didn't no, even know. I didn't know we had a house that even was in that rundown condition in this town. I had no idea. It says it's unfurnished. Is it all no boarded kidding. up? Yeah, it is. It's all boarded up. It's is it boarded up? Though? Oh, yes. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah probably. It's, yeah. It, it looks terrible. Yeah, it's probably just, they probably just want you to, 
maybe just pay the price to tear it down. <laughs> it looks like it needs to be torn down. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. Well, you know what's happening in Edmonton? So there's a lot of little, little older homes, small homes. And so what's happening, they go for sale, and then developers are buying these homes and tearing them down. And they're building these great big, so instead of going out wide with the house, they're going up. And it's to fill it with lots and lots of people. So, you know, these 15-minute cities that people are now talking about? Yeah. Edmonton seems to be heading that way. Yeah. Because they want more density of people in certain areas. Of course. And you can almost see that. It's like, oh, my God. Like, it's, it's happening. It, it really is. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of like China. Everybody lives on top of one another. Yep. Not, I'm not, I'm not going that route. Nope. I don't want to live nope. like that either. <laughs> I don't want to live in a really densely no. populated area. City living like that is not no. for me. You know, no. Like my daughter loves yeah, it in downtown like Toronto. She loves it down there. Huh? She's just the greatest thing. I <laughs> hate going down there. Just two totally different kinds. I, said, of people. I hate going down when I lived there as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Young kids like that kind of stuff because there's so much for them to do, right? Yes. Yes. And they probably have a good job and all that kind of stuff too. So I, I mean, I get it. For the younger generation. Not me. You know, yeah. when we get older, we want to move out of the cities. Mm. <laughs> we want to get away. Oh, yeah. Right? Right? No, don't like all that. Oops. Oops. Hang on. Put it back up there. Yeah, don't. I don't want to live in a place like that. It's just too congested. Too much. There are too many crazy people around, too. When I go into downtown Toronto and I just look around and I look at the people, honestly, they don't seem to be healthy mentally. Um, no, probably I, not. They they just seem off center, but you know, <laughs> I hate to say that, but it's just that's my observation. It's well, like they're just don't they seem a little bit odd. Yeah, well, you know, and this guy that they just this guy that did the shootings and they and he's just killed himself. I mean, obviously, I hate to say it, and I'm not I'm not standing up for the guy, but obviously, he suffered some mental health issues. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they got out of control and sadly he didn't get the help, you know, and I feel sorry for all the people, innocent people that he killed, but there seems to be so much of that going on nowadays. It's like, mm -hmm. it, it's scary. It, it, you know, you hear every time in the States more so because you can carry guns down there. Right. I mean, you can't mm -hmm. drive around with a vehicle. I mean, unless it's a hunting rifle, I don't think you can drive around with a gun in your car. I think mm -hmm. that's pretty illegal. Yeah, I don't even have weapons, uh, so. Properly stored in the vehicle and the trunk, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. I don't know all the rules. I, I don't own a, I don't own any weapons, so. Um, no, neither do I. So, uh, yeah, that, so that was an interesting guest you had on tonight. It was. <laughs> when, he, when, when you were able to get a few words in here or there. <laughs> yeah. Like, God, yeah. he just goes on. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. But, I think you were trying to, you know, you're trying to find out what their their plans are, like what their goal is. But you're right. I don't hear any goals coming from them yet. I, I don't not, think they never, know. I, that's the problem. There really has, <laughs> never has been a, a goal, like specific, no. right? Not clearly defined. Um, I mean, like, I mean, they're all so divided now. I mean, obviously, he's going to start a camp in Quebec, and then you got that farmer now that thinks that these guys are just here to, you know, fix yeah. up the property, which I'm sure that they will. I'm not saying they're not going to, but 
are they going to leave in the end? I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I don't understand the motive of these camps. I mean, seriously, like how long are you people planning to stay in Ottawa? So there's no goal. Like you said, there's no end in sight for them. Just keeps going and going and going. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, the million man March, there was a plan to that and it came together. There was a goal for that. Yeah. Like you said, how can you move? How can any, but any of us move forward unless we have goals in place of what we need to accomplish? That is one of the key things right? that differentiates people who are successful in life from those who are not people who establish goals right. for themselves. Like I want to become a doctor. And then you work toward yeah. the goal. You, 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 you see exactly the path that you need to travel. I need to go to high school, get, get, get a, get a college yeah. university degree, get a degree, then go to medical school, follow all the paths. Right. And then get, get my license as a doctor and I become a doctor. That's how you do it. Exactly. A welder. It's the same yeah. thing. I go to school, I learn the trade, yeah. I get my certification. I become a welder. It's a path. All right. It's like anything else. Exactly. That's yeah. Right. So, I mean, unless we, I mean, unless we have a goal in place is what we want to see happen. Well, we know, everybody knows what we want to see happen. We want Trudeau to just go bye-bye. I mean, yeah. he just needs to step down. But again, I mean, he'll do that on his own time. I mean, I think his time is running out because I seen that video you did the other night there on uh, that carbon tax that he stopped down there. Yep. So now all the other premiers are all across Canada are, are all in a huff now. Yeah. So actually he just stirred up more trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? Do you think, so do you think that's going to buy him more votes? Because now you've just pissed off the rest of Canada. No, it won't buy him any more votes because <laughs> it's, it was, nope. it's also just sort of a, <clears throat> it's, it's just a, um, a gimmick. <laughs> Because it's, it doesn't really even do anything. It's only on home heating oil, no. not natural gas, yeah. not electricity. The vast majority of people heat no. their homes with either natural gas or electricity. Only a few people use home heating oil. So, yeah, it, it's and it's only a temporary pause. It's not like he's going to get rid of the no. carbon tax. Oh, no, uh, it's it's a joke. Um, it is. It, he's it, hoping. It, yeah, he was hoping he could slide that in and make people think that he's getting rid of the carbon tax by talking about it that <laughs> way. But it's just fake. It's not real. And he's. It's just going to come and back you know, and just, him even harder. It is. And you know, when you watch him on this stand, standing there talking to people, like honestly, he he just looks like a lost little soul. He really doesn't have it anymore. You know what I mean? He yeah. just. He he he's not strong. He's just not strong anymore. He just can't. Well, I don't know if he ever was, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's falling apart and things are just going downhill faster and faster every day. So the sooner he goes, the better. Yeah. And, and, and it's his his personal life too. I mean, his marriage is called falling apart. Yeah. He's, he's paying a very heavy price for his position in power. Uh Uh-huh. He is. And I mean, eventually, I, I mean, I would think that the guy by now would have had a mental breakdown with everything that's going on and everybody's against them and all the countries. I mean, that would, that would almost enough to make you go over the loony bin, just everything that's going on. So you have to wonder where he is, you know, stability wise himself. Right. It, it has. How would you like to be called out constantly? Yeah, it, it has to weigh on him mentally. It has to, but. It has to. I mean, and unless he's not human, which, 
you know, or he really doesn't care anymore. But it, it is, it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen. But anyways, yeah, I just wanted to chime in tonight and, uh, you know, have that interesting guest you had and we'll yeah. see how well the Well, you know, I, I appreciate, I'm glad that yeah. Matt uh, was was able to join us. I, you know, yeah. I, I I honestly think he he was trying to put a positive spin on things because he yeah. he still believes in the cause, right? And and wants right. to be still part of the group. So he was choosing his words very carefully, obviously. I so I don't think we were yeah. getting a you know complete disclosure <laughs> or no. a completely accurate <laughs> picture, but it was still valuable no. to speak to him and I understand why he chose to well, use the words he used. Yeah, and he okay. has a lot of he he has a lot of passion. It's just sad to see them all you know, getting thrown out and they're all going their way, different ways now, but you know, like it's, it, it's falling apart on them and it's yeah. freedom group shouldn't be, shouldn't be doing that. Like you no. said, they should be standing together and now they're, they're just dividing even more. You know, so. I, I, I'll say this, Chris, I, I don't really agree with that. I think that the reason no? that we're have that, that the freedom movement has a problem right now is because that's what they were. That's what they do. It's like, it doesn't matter how bad an idea is, how misguided something is, how dangerous something is, how stupid something is, they won't call it out. And they won't, right. they won't point at someone and say, no, that's really bad. That's a bad idea. You get to the back of the bus. <laughs> okay. And, you know, right. okay. And, and until it's too late, at which point we saw, we saw <laughs> the disaster unfold again, this time again where they had yeah. the plan. It was all secret, secret. It went on for months and months and months while they developed the plan and yeah. tried to get people behind it. And everyone was like, oh yeah, sure. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do that. And then, you know, and then when they, and it was crazy, it was stupid. And the people who, you know, who they are, who were saying, this is it. This is the big, this is the big plan. This is the final stand. Come on out. And nobody had the balls to stand up and say, no, this is really dumb. Okay. Except, well, except maybe somebody like me. Um, and, which, yeah. and, and because, because they knew anybody that stands up against it. Oh no, that's the person who's the problem. No. When somebody has a really stupid idea, that's going to undermine the integrity and credibility of an entire movement and put the everything in jeopardy, no, somebody should stand up and say, that's a really dumb idea. But every, but there's too much fear, yeah. too much fear of being yeah. cast out from, from the group and, you know, being exiled. I mean, it, yeah, it is. And it'd be really nice if they could really just come together and work things out. And, but, you know, like you said, like, like you said, nobody wants to stand up, but I mean, I, I think, I, I, I mean, I think their hearts are all in the right place. I mean, we're all kind of fighting for the same thing. There's just yeah. there's there's just a little bit more extreme than what other people. And I mean, this. I think your friend Matt tonight. I almost think he wanted to say yes. I agree. We need you need to sell everything and come. Mm -hmm. I almost felt like he wanted to say that, but he twisted it right. Yeah. But they still have this idea: sell everything and go. What to no, live in a farmer's no. field? Don't. No. I say no, don't ever, don't do that. That's no, no. you're exposing yourself too much. Then, don't do that. That is not wise. Yeah. 
don't don't expose your family no. to that kind of risk. Don't. No. no. And then what no. happens when when shit hits the sound down the road, and now you've got no home, you've got no job, you've got nothing, yep. and it's yep. middle of the winter. Then what? And you know, people do have jobs because they do have families that they have to keep a roof over. They have kids. You know what I'm saying? Kids got to go to school. How are they going to go to school in the middle of a field? Well, there's no freedom in that, is there? No. If you lose <laughs> no, your home and no. you're living on the street, you it, can't take care of your family. You can't take care of yourself. How is that freedom? No. Now you're dependent on the system or on other people. Yeah. You're now you're tr- just uh, straight yeah. up in trouble. No, don't do that. Yeah. That that's a really dumb idea. If you want to go just for a weekend, you know, and you want to stand up for your freedom, you know. And you can afford to go for a weekend, you know, go for a weekend. But yeah. And I mean, we're also getting into winter here. Like we're going to be back. You know, eventually you guys will get winter because we are sending it your way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're going to get it. <laughs> we're we're tired of it already out here. We've only had a, we've had a week of it. So you can no. No, we'll we pass just, it on to you. We okay? just witnessed a huge, <laughs> honestly, it was a disaster that this whole thing oh that unfolded in Ottawa. Yeah. It, it was a terrible disaster. Yeah, it, was it wasn't helpful. Yeah. It did a lot of damage um, overall, yeah. I would say. Some people have tried to salvage things and put a positive spin on it. I think Matthew is one of those folks. And, uh, yeah. you know, so much more power to them. But I hope that people have learned something from it. And uh, I'm, t- I'm, so I'm tired of taking it on the chin just by telling the truth. Yeah, well, um, but you know what? People people need to hear the truth, so they do. Yeah. Like, because they're getting so absorbed that, you know, like, it, it, it's tragic. You know, it, it shouldn't be going this way at all. But, I mean, and right now, you know, being in Ottawa, protesting on the streets, then you get all these Palestinian people that they're going to come out. Yep. Well, you know, now you're going to clash with them. And as you've seen that one guy, that Chris, uh, was that his last name? Oh, that that guy that's on the hill all the time. Chris Stacy. Yeah. Yeah. So you've seen that video that he did where he went up to talk to a couple of Palestinians and they basically gave him the brush off, like, go yep. away. Like, yep. and he knew enough, like he could feel the tension. It's like, yeah, you don't want to be getting involved in that either. You know, like it's just, I, I right now it's just to me with everything happening with all these, you know, with all these rallies and protests going on with these Palestinians and that, yeah. I, I don't think it's a good time to be out marching the streets unless you're, unless you're with them. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, they're, we're outnumbered. Look at, look at the size of these protests. I mean, I didn't think we had that many in Canada. I'm just, yep. it just blows me away. But, it you know, a, good for them. A different, you know? kind of, different country these days, that's for sure. Yeah, it is. It's certainly not the Canada I grew up in. But mm-hmm. anyways, Rick, I won't keep you. I just wanted to weigh in that, you know, a good guest that you had on. Like you said, I think he's I think he's got a good heart in the right place. And he just they just got to get their acts together, I guess. And well, see what happens from there. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Thank you. All right, Rick. Star. You have a good night. We'll talk right. to you later. Okay. And here's John. Bye. Okay, John, you're on the air, my friend. Guys, is in the dark there, Rick. <laughs> I've been watching Gaza for a couple of days. Just Yeah. I don't know. 
that uh, Benjamin Yahoo, I don't know what he has achieved. Nothing. I don't think he, you know. What do you mean? The, the, what has he achieved? You know, all he's doing is bombing innocent people and 7,700 they're up to. And uh, demolishing the place. I don't, that guy, he, he's part of the uh, Rockefellers, you know. Um, he's part of the New World Order. And uh, I think they got other plans. That he's not listening to the to the UN. He's not listening to the people. They're just, they got their own agenda, okay? You're not going to wipe these guys out. They're everywhere in the world. Like, they got them, like, these guys are everywhere. Whatever he's doing is not going to work. It's just, unless he wants to, what I'm thinking, he wants to wipe out everybody in uh, Gaza and, and uh, make it the new uh, world, uh, new world order headquarters. You know, I don't know. It, it, I know their agenda is one world government. That's what their agenda is. This, this Benjamin Yahoo and Biden and one world order. That's their agenda. So this probably got something to do with it. Uh, I think the Rockefeller, they want to wipe out the uh, Muslim religion. Too many religions on this planet. So, and the Muslim religion is really big. So, Well, they're not going to wipe out the Muslim religion. <laughs> don't think so either, but to start, right? I don't know. You're getting everybody involved right now. Lebanon's they just fired three rockets. I'm watching that. And uh, Iran, they're, they're getting ready to go. You got all these countries. I, I, I think Israel better watch themselves. You know, they, they think they got Biden behind them. <laughs> Biden's going <laughs> to... As soon as the shit hits the fan, you know, the, Biden's going to, you know, what? Walk away whistling Dixie. <laughs> You're on your own there. <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. It, it, it's uh, something big's going to happen if this doesn't stop. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, I think something we're on the big. verge a of, of, a, of a kinetic third world war. A lot of people are going to die. A lot of people are going to die. And that yeah. could be their plan. But I don't think you, right now they haven't achieved anything. So, uh, anyways, I was on there the other night. There you were busy. You were like an hour late. So I signed up to Rumble there. I nobody knows it's me on there, but I'm, I, I'm giving you the thumbs up every day now. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're over there incognito, are you? <laughs> you you make money on that thing or what? On Rumble? Oh, pff, no. On the thumbs up? No, not on the thumbs up. No, they don't. They, no. No. Huh? No. No. I, I I don't even know how to use this too good. So I've been I've been putting some stuff in here, but yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you subscribing <laughs> to the to the channel and yeah, and giving giving. I just gotta watch up. what I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. 
But yeah. anyways. Yeah, we're growing over that Rumble, so I appreciate it. But no, we, we don't. Uh, they yeah. Rumble, you know, YouTube, if you're monetized on YouTube, you can you can make money over on YouTube. Rumble, they don't really pay uh, anything worth it. Eh? No, not really. Like um, five bucks, 20 bucks. You know, it's like it's like that. Um, if you're lucky. And then you get the Rumble Rants. People donate. They can donate through the Rumble Rants, which is helpful. Um, but as far as Rumble itself, there's really no money. Um, it, it's like we're monetized, but it, it on the live streams, we never get monetized on the live streams because you have to set it up at least 24 hours in advance to get monetized. And because we're on every day, I don't have 24 hours prior to the next broadcast to set up the broadcast. So we're never monetized. We're monetized on the replay, but you don't get very much money anyway. It's like 15 cents, 55 cents. It's like, it's like that. And then at the end of the month, you might get yeah. you know, 10 bucks, seven bucks or some ridiculous yeah, well, low amount of money. It, it, you know, I hear people making money. Uh, yeah. I know. Uh, I hate YouTube, though. I just I yeah. try not to use YouTube at all. Um, uh, I, Google, I can't stand. But I did buy 200 shares on, on Friday on Google. <laughs> Couldn't resist at the price. <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't know, man. The problem is, is all these uh, media companies. Look what they're doing. They're 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 censoring everything coming out, all the truth. They don't want people to know the truth, what's going on in Gaza. Mm -hmm. These media, the only one is Musk. He's the only one, he's the only one standing up to the truth, you know? And, and, yeah, and, and it's, <clears throat> it's a double-edged sword, though, because when I'm scrolling through Twitter now, I'm finding a lot of fake stuff, a lot. So it's making it difficult for people to figure out what's real and what isn't. Um, so you've got censorship on the one side, and then you've got um, free open media on the other that goes beyond free speech to the point where it's like it is actually fabricated fake crap. Um, and I'm not sure how to deal with that because I don't believe in censorship, but I really find lying or fabrication um, sickening. It's terrible. And I'm, I, that's what I started the show off with today was talking about that exact problem. Don't like it. Yeah. Well, the problem is Benjamin Yahoo. He's a liar. Biden's a liar. They're all liars. And they don't censor them. They don't fact check these guys. Mm. You know? Everything coming out of these guys' mouths is all, is all BS. Bullshit. Bullshit. That's what I call it. They don't I, I I don't I, I don't listen to those guys. I just look and see what's going on. Like I, right now, I can see guys. It's totally black. There's no need for them to cut cut these people. Guys is a little strip. If you look on the map, it's not a very big property. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's it's narrow. It's a strip along the Mediterranean, and it's it's in, overpopulated. I'm watching these videos. They got these barbed wire fences all around Gaza. They cage them like they cage them like animals. Biden's going there. He calls them animals. 
uh, Biden or uh, Yahoo there, but they're treating them like animals. They're not allowed to leave. You can't go in there. Like this is even before the war. You know, they they treat them like animals. Like it's like, come on, man. Like I don't know. I know the I know the history is not good with these people, but um, what's the solution? Uh, I think the I think you take all the Jews, move them to move them to uh, <laughs> with Levitsky there, uh, Ukraine. Move them to Ukraine. All the Jews, move them there. They got lots of lots of good land there. And uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. This is not working out. Uh, it was in the Bible. That's where the third war is going to happen right here. So I believe that. Looks like it's working out that way. Yeah. And Yahoo, this is this is not going to be an easy one. It's it's going to be a long war. He's saying it could take years. He's saying it's going to take years. Yeah, if you're still around, <laughs> you know. Um, all it takes is I heard there's going to be chemical weapons being used on on Israel. Oh yeah, there's a lot of fun coming. You can't just go in there and kill innocent people. What's what's wrong with this? He's this guy. Like I know he's he's in a different world. They're they're all look what he was doing with the people before the uh, during COVID. You know, <laughs> these guys like you thought you thought you had it hard here. All these freedom fighters, you thought they had it hard going to live in Israel, man. He'd be like four or five. <laughs> Mandatory four or five everybody. Oh my god. It's sickening. It's sickening. Look at Paris the protests on this channel. All over look at Paris. It is there's so many London, the what you showed, that the London Bridge that is that was unreal, eh? All yeah. the people there. Toronto, you saw the people in Toronto today. You know? I'm in Toronto. I'm... Yeah. yeah. I... Well, well, I appreciate you sharing uh, your your perspective and your views. Yeah. As right. always, thank you, John. Uh, well, yeah, take it easy. Okay. Uh, happy Halloween! I'm going to be out on Tuesday. I going out. <laughs> I, yeah. You're going to go door to door, do trick or treating. No, I. I <laughs> I, I I usually me and me and a few people we go down to uh, a couple of girls and stuff. We go to Church Street, uh, the gay village there on Church Street. Mm -hmm. They have some of the best costumes you've ever seen. I got so much pictures of costumes down there. I, I won't be there long. Just go there for a couple hours. But some of the costumes these uh, people. They're, they're really, really, really crafty costumes. I'm telling you, there's all sorts of people down there. You know, you find that you find all kinds of people. It's not just for for the queers. I, I'm not queer, but it's a lot of fun. And some of these costumes, they they really like to get dressed up. Those queers, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, you just see.
Michael Jackson. You'll probably see him down there again with somebody holding an umbrella and he's walking around. It, it's so funny, some of these outfits that they have down there. It just, it's funny. It gives you a laugh. But And they shut the street down, so, you know. Yeah, I go there for a couple hours. Well, we're all looking forward to Halloween. All right, we're gonna we're gonna move on. I've got Leo next. I think. Okay. All right, thank you. All right, Leo. See you, John. Okay, bye. Okay, and here he is. You got the man without a plan, the master of all your disasters. You know what? I should have been part of that convoy because I don't have a plan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you might have done a little bit better than what we saw. Well, you know what? Uh, I don't get what they're trying to what they're trying to sell us, right? Uh, once the third resigns here soon, they're going to be up congratulating each other because they're the ones that did it. I don't think it had anything to do with why he's going to resign. Okay, it's going to be a what we say a fiasco of events that are going to take place. And I, I, I don't give them 90 days, Rick. Really, I don't. But then again, he's been here how long? Eight years almost? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty right. long run. Yeah, what I don't get is the, uh, the, the cover-up corruption that's going on. Uh, when they interfere in a police investigation, the RCMP, okay, had the investigation on the table in the 11th hour, they, they intervened politically mm-hmm. and, and quashed it. Sickening. Yeah. Right. You got criminal acts. Okay. Uh, blatant corruption and nothing's being done about it. See, it, it, they call us free, but we're no different than Venezuela or any uh, banana republic right now. In the you eyes know, of the world. The liberals have a long history of that. That's how Harper was originally elected. It was because there was a billion dollars that went missing. They couldn't account for it. It was called the billion dollar boondoggle. People forget about it. But that was one of the key issues that actually propelled Stephen Harper to his first electoral victory. And that's a, that was another yeah. example of liberal corruption. You know, just... It was just a government program, and uh, they were basically, I think, laundering the money through government projects. Uh, like, I think even the, I, I hate to say it, but the theater here in town that they built, um, they had uh, some programs in place. And I think they were running money through that place to, to contractors and friends of liberals. And that was just like one example of the kind of project that was going on where right. they were just flushing money through, right, to to get it to their friends and they couldn't account for it. A billion dollars. They couldn't, they couldn't show you where it went. Wait, that's, that's scary. It's very scary. Okay. Uh, and I remember when all that shit was going on, uh, and, uh, you had the, uh, uh, the Patrick, uh, Brozer and, uh, Mike Duffy and, yeah, uh, yeah. Pamela Whalen and yeah. fuck all that shit that was going on. Right. Yeah. That's what, the, that's, that's why the liberals became in power was because of all that shit, the uh, $40 uh, orange juice uh, on an airplane. Well, actually, right? the, but now you look uh, at Trudeau. Yeah, Duffy and Wallen, they're conservatives. They were in the Senate. Um, 
that hurt Harper more. But uh, yeah, no, it was like it just yeah, it's the, just the scandals, and every time they get yeah. into power, they do the same things over and over again. It's it's just all about corruption and money and back well, backroom I th- I deals. I think the people have had enough. Yeah, they have. I yeah. think the people have had 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 enough, especially with this run. Yeah. Okay, where we got okay, the, that was only a billion with uh, with uh, Stephen Harper. We got multiple billions that are missing that can't be found. Uh, okay, when they do find it, uh, and they bring them to uh, try and bring them to justice, they shut it down. <laughs> wow, you know, yeah. civil war uh, civil wars have been built on less. Okay. Yep. People have had enough. When you can't afford to eat in this country, you can't afford to put a roof over your head in this country. Uh, you can't afford to heat a house because well, you don't have one, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. It's bullshit in this thing when he comes out, oh, we're going to cut the uh, carbon tax on, on bunker oil. Okay, bunker oil, I haven't seen bu- I lived on a farm in 1978 out in Anderton Township, which is between Amherstburg and Windsor. We used bunker oil. Mm-hmm. That was 1978. Yeah. Okay, and the oil truck came in whenever we needed it, right? Uh, and they filled up. And uh, who uses bunker oil anymore, really? Hardly what is it, 400 houses in the whole country? 400 houses in the whole country that use bunker oil? Yeah, no. Sickening. Right, so he's doing it for political gain, trying to anyway. So it's not going to work. You know, I, I mentioned in a lot of chats worldwide, Okay, and everybody's talking about PP, PP, PP. PP's so full of fucking shit, Rick, that I'm still voting for him. That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Okay. Yeah. But it's it's the it's the fucking truth, man. Okay, I am voting for him because it's look at the other two clowns. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, <laughs> you don't have to say nothing. PP uh, could just shut yeah. his fucking mouth, okay, and go hide. Yeah. He's still gonna win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But there's there's no way he PP's gonna keep all the promises he says, period. There's no way because every promise he's E V makes comes with a dollar sign. Well we're fucking flat broke over here. Where's the money coming from? Oil? It's not gonna come in that fast. Yeah. Well right. So you know, know. an interesting year for all of us. I I'll, I'll would probably be nineteen eighty nine. And if you remember anything about 1989, uh, I think it was the Solidarity Movement in Poland. Mm-hmm. The Poles went to the Poles, okay, for democracy for the first time. The Berlin Wall came down in that year, and there was also the shit with the Tiananmen Square in China. Yeah. Right? It was a very interesting year for everybody, I'll tell you. Okay, and uh, I think we're going to see a repeat of something like that. I, I just don't know which direction we're going. Oh, I... I... <laughs> I think we're going into a into a war. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. It's an it, it, the writing's on the wall, like John said. Uh, uh, okay, there's too many Muslims. Uh, <laughs> it's a good start. No, I'm not going to go there and say it's a good start. Okay, it's a bad. It's going to be a bad ending, especially for Israel, because mm-hmm. after all, they they do have their finger on a nuclear bomb. You know, they got all kinds of shit in the, uh, I heard they got the sponge, sponge, bo- sponge bomb. I call it SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. They got this sponge bomb, but they put it in the hole and they detonate it. And it's, you know, the foam from a can, you, uh, you would use insulation around your windows and shit. Yeah. Stop drafts. It's sort of like that. 
and it fills up the hole and it sponges everybody in and you die. You know, when you, it's pretty bad when you have the Jews calling people, not humans, worse than animals. Yeah. Okay. It's the same rhetoric that fucking Hitler used. Okay. Now they want to use nerve agents and fucking, are you joking me? Of all the people in the world that would want to use gas, you would think it would be the fucking Jews. So it's scary times, folks. <laughs> it's going to grab your popcorn, sit back here in Canada because, you know, it is what it is. Sit back and watch. But before I send my daughter, I'm not sending before, I'm not sending my daughter, my sons, nobody to any fucking country that's the size of fucking, the size of uh, not even southwestern Ontario, okay, all of it, Gaza, Israel, all of it, to a country that's going to predict our future. If America was smart, they would just fucking drop the bomb on both of them and let their gods sort it out. Oh, well. And that's how I feel about it, right? You're not going to predict what we do here in North America. You know, I have to worry about uh, nuclear annihilation going on here in North America because of the fucking shit you guys caused in the Middle East. It's sickening, right? You see, you see these protests are only going to get bigger and badder as we go, right? Well, yeah, and the information, let the truth. you know, the, the, the information warfare is rampant up. The propaganda machine is being used to get people, you know, engaged emotionally and then get them out into the streets, too. I see that. So that's running in at full tilt, too. And that's just... Uh, DeSantis. Yeah. DeSantis said it right the other night, okay, uh, with this, uh, the illegal immigrants that are coming in. People are coming in from everywhere, man. Everywhere. Yes. Not just uh, uh, Central America. Uh, they're coming in from China. They're coming in from Iran. They're coming in from Iraq. They're coming in from everywhere. Who are these people? Right? And when they're out in a protest and you see students that are here on a student visa in the United States and they're at these uh, uh, anti-Jew protests that are going on, these guys should be expelled on the, on the, right on that fast. Put them on a plane and get them the fuck out We're in a really such a dangerous place because you have two sides, both of which want to exterminate the other. It's, and, uh, we're, and you know, we're Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. We're Malcolm in the middle in, 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 you know, what do I have to do with, with Israel or what do I have to do with fucking Gaza or any Arab countries? I have nothing to do with that. You know, I don't buy your products. Okay, your, your gross national product for Israel is probably, what, olives? I don't buy your fish. I don't buy, buy your produce. I don't buy fuck all from Israel. And same thing from the Middle East, because the shit ain't on our, on our shelves here. I don't buy shit from Ukraine. I don't buy beef from Ukraine. I don't buy nothing grain from Ukraine. I don't buy any of that shit. Well, we need to be careful right? because so. uh, we don't want to... I don't want to see either side exterminated. I don't want to see, you know, I don't want to see Israel, you know, the people of Israel wiped off the face of the planet, nor do I want to see the Palestinian people wiped away. This is insane. Me either, but I'm a little, I'm a little bigot. Okay. I'm a little bigot, uh, and a little bit selfish. I'd rather see them fucking go before me or you or Johnny or Chrissy or, uh, anybody in, in the Maverick group, okay, they call it upon themselves. The shit's been going on for too long, okay. 
the solution's not sending Canadian troops or U.S. troops or any of that there. No, it's not the solution. You know, the solution. You know, when you go to war, you either have one side lose, one side win. Well, nobody's going to win because they both got nuclear arms, Iran and fucking Israel. So who's who's going to lose? And the Americans could sit there and brag all they want about how we're the strongest force in the world. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. But they brag about how we're so strong, militarily sound in the whole nine yards. They haven't won a fucking war. Every war that they've been in has gone in stalemate. They're spread way too thin. They're all over the world. And uh, exactly. that's what has been you know, the downfall of every great civilization is they get overextended militarily. And that's right. Dan at. Pam in chat the other night. Dan Pam in chat the other night. I love her. Okay. She goes, she, she mentioned something very, I said, you know, it's pretty sad when, you know, Canada can't even defend its own people. We only have a military of probably 70,000 people. Mm-hmm. And she said in the chat, yeah, three quarters of them are reservists. And I never thought about that, but she's fucking right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our, our military uh, is inconsequential in the overall scheme of things. We're way too small. Uh, Matthew Perry just died. What? Matthew, Matthew Perry, go look on your newsfeed. My wife just came up and told me Matthew Perry just drowned. I'm out of here. 54 years old. Yeah. It's true. So if you watch Friends, they're missing one now. Sorry. Oh, my God. Too soon? Wow. So you get the news. And, yes, there it is. There it is. Breaking news, TMZ. Well, that's sad. He's a, he's a Canadian guy, isn't he? he? Wasn't he from Vancouver or something? I don't know. I wasn't a big Friends watcher. I'm just going to bring up... Neither. I, don't, I didn't have any friends. I still don't have any friends. I got you. I got you, babe. <laughs> You've got a whole family here, man. Oh, yeah. Man. I got a huge family here in Windsor. Oops. Huge. There you go. Matthew Perry. So let's uh, this up. So he drowned, I guess, is what you're saying. So this is new? That's very new. Ten minutes new. Yeah. So um, he had died of an apparent drowning in a specific Palisades home. And 911 call came in around 4.07 p.m. Local time. It was treated as a water rescue. No indication of foul play. No confirmed cause of death. Ongoing investigation. Los Angeles Fire Department sent first responders to the home. Uh, Nobody was taken to hospital. Uh, so obviously they must have pronounced him at the scene. Hmm. So, so much about the friends reunion. Wow. Crazy. Shit happens. We're all going to die folks. Nobody gets out alive. So make the best of it. 
this is what I say. Okay. Have fun while you're here and as much fun as you can, because, you know, in the wink of an eye, you're not going to be here. Yeah. And he was, was Canadian. It says, uh, I didn't know this, but he was, um, uh, a top ranked amateur tennis player in Canada. I didn't know that one. Yeah. I knew he was from Canada somewhere. So I just see, yeah, well, you know what shit happens, right? I, I I heard he was he the one with the booze problem or was that Luke Perry? Again, I don't know, man. I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't catch that show much either. Yeah, I don't know. David Cassidy had a so, booze problem. That's my era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, David Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what's going on behind your back, Rick. After your show, okay, yeah. everybody watches your show right to the end, yeah. and then somebody yeah. throws up a link. Okay, and then about 300 people go over to that link, and the people are bombarded, right? They're like, where in the fuck are all these people coming from, right? Uh-huh, but they're yeah. good links. Like, I, I discovered Shadow Davis for the first time last week. I think that guy's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. He's on, he's on for an hour, boom, boom, boom. He gets to the point, he's off. See you later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Jeremy McKenzie, somebody will throw up a link. Fuck, yeah. the guy's off the charts. Funny as hell. It's comical. Yeah, he's funny. He is funny. Yeah. Look, yeah. well, he goes into character. The guy could go get a job, fuck, doing acting. You know, he goes into character. His character's spot on. I'm like, fuck, this guy's awesome, you know? So there's a lot of other places after your show. So I don't know where we're going yet because I'm on my phone, but I'm going to get off my phone and I'm going to the next link. But thanks, Rick. Great show, buddy. All right. Thank you, Leo. Have a great night, man. You too. Okay. Wow. Matthew Perry, gone. Uh, uh, I hate losing people. Just hate that. But uh, Leo's right. We never know when the hands of time are going to stop for any of us. Yeah. So that's that. Well, guys, um, if you're inclined, you can support the show at freedomreporters.com or maverickdonations.com. Wow. Appreciate everybody spending the time here tonight, as always. My privilege. Truly appreciate it. And uh, I'll do my best to get back here tomorrow night. Um, I can't guarantee I'm going to be here tomorrow. If I'm not, I will be back Monday. Going to try to be here at 6 p.m. Eastern so that I can uh, join you again. But uh, I've just got so much going on, and I need to make some additional changes still to um, some of the uh, the graphics and things here for the show. So uh, I'm just swamped. But uh, just doesn't feel right when I'm not here with you guys at night. So hopefully we'll be back manana and look forward to seeing y'all on the flip side. This has been a Maverick Multimedia Productions.